are back with the round table, but this time it's not Marvel or Harry Potter. It is Star Wars. Continuing on the geek path that we do. <laughs> the geekdom. The geekdom. <laughs> uh, we are... JP and I are being joined by Connor and Basement to go over our thoughts and just general review of episode one tonight. So my idea for this round table... So, Sorry. So my idea for this round table is I know a lot of people are like, I don't understand this. And there will be a lot of that. And I know Basement is like, I don't get why they do this. I get it. But my idea is to explain the lore. And if you have questions, I oh, know Tim, Tim is really big into this. And I was going to invite him and it just fucking forgot um is is I, i'm not trying to make you a lover of star wars i'm trying to get you to understand why they're doing what they're doing and get you to understand the general census behind the story i've been watching, i don't want to understand i've been well too bad don't understand been, don't understand been, this i've been looking forward to doing this this is like my my childhood literally this this move these movies well, holy this, shit, he's here. This oh, movie, man. well, not this movie, but the first three movies were my childhood. I lived it, loved it. I cried when I couldn't get a lightsaber. Like, Star Wars was Same. huge. It's bigger yep. back then than it is now. I mean, I get it's big, but. It's not it's, as big as it was. It, this put fucking Star Trek on the back burner because it was so widely full of imagination, I'm going to say, because George Lucas invented shit to make these movies possible. I, I will tell you this, and if I, my history of this is George Lucas was only going to do one. His initial thought was, we're just going to give this yeah. a shot. We're gonna. We're just gonna. We're gonna put this movie out. He he had written stories. He was a he was a story writer, and he's a really good storyteller. And he wanted to tell this story, and but he thought, well, I'm just gonna. And he did it as a test to see what would happen. And when it, that movie came out, holy shit! It was like Jaws. You Jaws yeah. when Jaws came out, same fucking thing. I feel like George Lucas is like an idiot savant, though. I, In some ways, he, he is. He can be, but he is a fucking genius. Well, that's what an idiot because savant is. The order in which we're doing this mo these movies is essentially from the beginning. Right. We're of doing the, it the way it should Of the have Skywalker been. story. No, the way it was done originally is the way it should have been done. Well, we've all watched it that way, right? So this is kind of a new take. Well, I tried to go into this movie thinking just not looking at the background of everything Star Wars and trying to just look at it as a movie. And let me tell you, it's It's, it's impossible it's because everything is so intertwined. <laughs> it's much uh, better looked at as a, a bigger picture. Well, that's it's what actually I, a necessity. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to bring up was that like, uh, like kind of with the Marvel stuff, like part of the bigger picture – all right, individually. So, so I, get do, there. I do want to say, and I'm, I will say this a lot 
during this, I know that people are like, oh my God, you know, they got Kathleen Kennedy in charge. I will honestly tell you, and they didn't want anything to do with the expanded universe, but I'm going to tell you right now, there's, they're incorporating, they're slowly incorporating expanded universe stuff. And you'll, you'll hear me talk about expanded universe a little bit. Because there's background to the to the character of Palpatine, the story we've heard, and I can insight into that. But and I don't want to go too far, but that's one of those things that there's a reason for everything. So anyway, go ahead. We don't want to go down that rabbit hole yet. We, we can. Make this. <laughs> We'd be here all night. Not just all night. This this podcast would end up going about six years long. <laughs> At least. <laughs> but there's something that's mentioned in this movie, and it's going to be for future movies in Phantom Menace. And I'll explain why when we get to that point. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. We're going to give a quick shout out to the chat. We got Alpha. Tim, you were in there. Now you're here. <laughs> yes, I am. And I'm we got Jurgen joining us tonight. Coming. How's everybody doing out there? We're going to do this in the same format as always. We're going to talk over points of the synopsis and then give our review of what we thought of those points. So let's get this started. So I want you to, so I just want to point out what Heather's going to read. I do have a question. And Tim might be better at answering this, but go ahead. All right. The opening crawl reveals that the Trade Federation. Uh, Okay, we're going to go one sentence at a time. <laughs> no, not just at the beginning. Go ahead. Wait, are you reading the entire reveals... scroll? Is it going? Huh? Yeah. The open scroll reveals the Trade Federation led by its viceroy. Viceroy. Viceroy, whatever. I'm going to do a lot of that, too. Newt Gunray. There you go. Has blockaded the planet of Naboo in hope of resolving a galactic trade dispute. Okay, so I want to talk about the opening crawl real quick cuz this is a this is a a characteristic of Star Wars movies. Yep. Is there a reason why they went with the crawl? Do you know, Tim? It's epic. I, I think I've heard, but I don't remember I can't remember why they did it, but I I know there's a reason. <clears throat> why. Do you know? If not, we will research it and get back to you. I can't remember why. Okay. I, I do. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Scroll it over the galaxy space, right? So um, I did a quick just search just to confirm this, and I, I, I thought I heard some of this, but I have the official statement. So it says here, Lucas has stated that the opening crawl was inspired by the opening crawls used at the beginning of each episode in the original Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers film there, series. That's where all the – that's where which I'm is, kind of the – um, which where the Star Wars comes from? Yeah, which is where the inspiration for Lucas to write much of the Star Wars. Oh, yeah. so there's your. Dave, he stealed. He stealed it. He did well. <clears throat> he stole from a lot of things because if you yeah. look at Star Wars, it's a spaghetti western. Yeah, yeah, With a lot of so, politics. So still waiting on the spaghetti. <clears throat> but okay, I just wanted to find. Okay, go on. All right. Everyone's Chancellor. burping. <laughs> Chancellor Valorum of the Galactic Republic since Jedi Knight's Qui-Gon Jinn and his apprentice Obi-Wan Kenobi on a secret mission to meet with the Trade Federation to settle the crisis. Unknown to them, the Trade Federation is in league with the mysterious Sith Lord Darth Sidious who orders them to invade Naboo with their immense droid army and also to kill the two Jedi. <clears throat> We're going to pause it right there because there's still a lot to go in this paragraph. So the opening scene... Oh, I'm sorry. It's... The opening, I need to keep my place. The opening scene <laughs> is great. 
I like the opening scene. It doesn't tell you who's on that fucking jet. Because, I mean, you understand what's happening, but you don't get to see who those two Jedi are. They don't reveal too... I like what I like about this movie, these movies, is they don't reveal too much, yeah. except for, like, the, the other three. They, they Their reveals are really... They do a really good job of pacing them this, in this movie, anyway. And so, I'm talking about cameos and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, we get it. One one thing I'll throw out there real fast, and this is going to be something that I'll <clears throat> I'm sure I'll bring up several times throughout this. So I'll try not to do it abuse it too much. Is that one thing that is cool? You're right. There there are a lot of, there are a lot of cool moments in this movie and the other ones too, and and scenes and stuff. And the, the but I also feel like sometimes because of the order of release, there are some things where it's like. Well, you know it's gonna go this way, or you know this character is gonna go into Problem a certain direction. Yeah, yeah, that's a prequel problem. That's a prequel problem. The pre, but I, I, I'll get into it. I honestly think that the prequels did a pretty good job of telling the story. Because, okay, imagine you're a, just a ten-year-old kid. And you right? really like fucking sitting trade watching, conversation. Sitting there watching this movie, <laughs> right? You're watching this movie in the movie theater, right? And he, I think I would be and bored. Darth Vader yells or says to Luke, "I am your father." Oh, not that movie. I thought you were talking about this movie. I understand. No, that, he's talking about the movies in general, and I get where you're general. going with that. I get exactly where you're going with that. That. Is like one of those big reveals that is like, holy shit! But think about it: you're a ten-year-old kid, and it's like, where is this going? And I've always had that question as I grew up. I'm like, how did Darth Vader become Darth Vader? You could read, you could read the books. Yep. And it'll tell you fifty-five different things. So those (laughs) fifty-five different things, because there are books out there that you know. Or fan made, yeah. not the one fan that made. I grew up with and paid attention to happens. So, wait, wait okay. Uh, <laughs> how? how Sorry. We, where we're going with? Okay, so where we are going with these sets of movies? Uh-huh. I understand in the prequel. It's a prequel, but they did a pretty good job. This is why George Lucas is a genius. No, I, I agree with. I'm saying is, is that that's the problem with the prequels in general, and that's that's that not, it's not even just a Star Wars thing. It's just in but, general with prequels. Yeah. But everybody, but everybody was asking that question, and I would continue to ask that question: How did Darth Vader become who he was? And like I said, I heard fifty-five different stories, but which one are they going to? Yeah, you needed to canonize one of them. Yeah. So that's why that's why he did what he did. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. Oh. Um- Clearly, he knew what he was doing. But yes, <coughs> I understand the prequel thing, but I think they did. You already knew where it was going, but how did they get there? That was the question yeah. that needed to be answered. That's why the movie was underrated in my eyes. It, mm-hmm. it, it's, it, this movie is so weird because it's definitely made, uh, like it's definitely marketed for kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's not really made for kids, except half of it is, and the other half is made for like fifty-year-olds that love politics. So it's funny. <laughs> yeah. it's, funny it's funny. It's funny you say that. Well, before you got on here on the call, one thing, and Tim might even know this too, is 
this movie brought back a shit ton of nostalgia for me because this came out in 99. So this is like still like yeah. like I'm still a teenager at this point. Yeah. So one thing that I remember very clearly about like the promote they, they really fucking like shoved a shit ton of marketing oh. and promotional stuff in this. Oh, yeah. And did, Tim, do you remember the KFC did. stuff? <laughs> but the yeah. remember remembers the Jar Jar Binks lollipop holder. We'll get to him in a minute. I don't want to get to him. I want to strangle that. We'll get to him in a minute. I, I just like, okay. So I was gonna say that the starting of this this first scene, I you I I was probably on the opposite end of the spectrum from you in saying like I enjoyed the beginning. The beginning of this movie is very slow. Well, it's supposed well, it's, to be. It's going to be because it's just the entering of them getting to a trade negotiation. You don't know exactly I don't think it what's has going to on. Be. The trade negotiation portion of this whole movie is actually gets confusing. No, it I doesn't. think it's written, it's the written terribly. It's, the, it's central to the story, Basement. It is central to the story. Yeah, but it doesn't so, mean, why would they block the trade routes if they're actively the fucking trade federation? Would that just actively we'll hurt get, them? We'll the, get so there. The, the we'll get there. Like, See, this is so, where so, the war... Okay. I understand. Ba- basically, the fucking what's his tits? The, the Emperor Palpatine. His actual plan is asinine in this movie. <laughs> I we will. This is why I wanted to talk of the lore because you're. They're trying to make this Darth Sidious character like the most powerful fucking Sith Lord ever lol like you will never beat this guy he is like mm-hmm. the ultimate boss right so, I just does anybody here actually like the great negotiations part of this movie yes it's central yes. to the story yeah it, but, big asian aliens if you don't have that then why what are you telling me where's the conflict? they are what are you telling the, me? There's not much of a conflict in this movie. <laughs> Hold on. So so it took me a minute to – I actually had to take – I had to go kind of re- rewatch a couple of moments at the beginning of this and kind of like piece together what the fuck happened because I'm like, wait, why did the Jedis go there? Like I was trying to like remember so, from my own memory. So yeah. like, the, Jedi, okay. the, Jedi, the Jedi work for the Senate. They Correct. Are like, yeah. They are like – they are the peacekeepers. They're like uh, – I wouldn't say police, but I would say like marshals. No, they're more like um, NATO Texas, peacekeepers almost. Texas marshals. are like Texas marshals. That so works, yeah. The way I understood it, and I could be wrong here, was – was that the scroll when, when at the beginning when they're doing like the scroll like the the scrolling text at the beginning mm-hmm. basically mentioned that there was some sort of dispute between Naboo and the FTC the Federal Trade yeah. uh, yes, the Trade Commission because Emperor Palpatine was working both sides he manipulated well, no, no. he manipulated them and I'm answering I'm, I'm I'm definitely answering your question he manipulated them into conflicting. No, I, I what bigger picture we obviously know where that's going to go, but I'm saying for this for just the very beginning, why is the FTC blocking people from going to Naboo? Is their excuse is oh well they're raising there's some sort of conflict over like there's I guess like the taxes tax. on the yes. trade roads. Yes, yes. But it, I don't know who who was enforcing the trade road taxes. Uh, usually it would have been FTC the, or the Senate. The Senate. The, the, the the Senate, the Senate, yeah. at Coruscant, and that's the platform that uh, 
Fuckface uses to like get himself into higher a higher seat. Yes. 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 And so that, that is his whole purpose, right? His whole purpose is to become Overlord the leader of everything. He became to become emperor. But what he, to become but in, emperor. in this yeah. in this in this movie, his is to become a higher seat, like a, a count. What in is this counselor movie. Or whatever. In this movie, it is his obligation and his plan to get to the highest level of the Senate that he can get so that he can have full control of the Senate and therefore full control of, the of everything within of the, the Republic's reach. Gallus. And at the, at the same time, his other goal is to weaken the Jedis in the Jedi Council's He's try, He's basically trying to destroy... Authority. He's basically trying to destroy all of the infrastructure from the inside. The, the exactly. Other, he does this... By banking on Natalie Portman to not sign a document. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Yes. That's the problem I have with this story. Okay. If you're like omnipotent and you're trying to be like all powerful, you gotta have some fucking. Yeah, but that's what his goals are. You gotta have some sort of fucking airtight scheme. This is like for writing convenience, the storyline continues. No! Because dun, 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 dun. he wants it to go a certain way. He doesn't... Yeah. He He's manipulating yet... See, this is the thing. This is what really frustrates me is because they don't get into the backstory of the Sith. I don't feel this like they touch the enough on... This is the problem with the story. They can manipulate him. people into fucking doing whatever they want them to fucking do. He should yep. have been a bigger character in this movie. I agreed. Um, I think oh, yeah. cut out, well, quite a bit. But, like, it, it's just the, the, yeah, the bones of it are there. Yeah. The bones of this movie are there. There's just nothing. They haven't, like, built enough meat around some of the things that I wanted to see more. If you're going to go into the trade talks, go into them more. more and come jar, back jar. on the fucking bullshit kids movie. Like, decide. Pick a lane. You can't be a political thriller and a movie made for three year olds. The, the way the way I the way I understood it was you, you ever seen V for Vendetta? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what the what the government did to basically get control? Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. It just needed more to it. I found. What based on what you're looking for is for them to go into why the Trade Federation is at war with Naboo. Well, if you're especially if you, it wouldn't that would be helpful. But also, like the more information on the lead villain in the movie, because like I find this movie is very hard to pick. Like, who's the lead protagonist? Who's the lead villain? That's well, everyone like shared screen time, except for the people that I think the audience finds most intriguing. Darth Maul, you hardly see. Uh, fucking Emperor Palpatine, you. See, I think he's got screen time for like. Five to ten minutes, maybe. No, he's got more time than that. Ooh, he got more time. Not much, though. He Not much me. more than that. <laughs> he okay, but he was. I, he's centric to the story. Right, but but but, and then this is kind of. I think me and Basement are kind of on a similar page in terms of the idea of like when you're doing when you're doing three prequel movies so especially this one that's like so far back in the process and you still have to fill in gaps and we'll get into it when we get to the so second movie I, I think this I is what will, suffers the most I will say but. this I will say this I can understand that they could have 
But they kind of, well, no, I get what you're it's saying. It's tough. It's, 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 it's an uphill battle. movie so, you get when one side wants to make this type of movie, and then there's pressure from the studio to be like, but we have to sell things to kids. And we have to, I, I, we I, have to build more of an audience. George Lucas made this movie himself, so he, yeah, didn't, he no, didn't have anybody pulling fucking strings on him at all. Yeah, I think yeah. it's called the VHS somewhere around here, too. Well, all right, let me let me flip a positive well, here. Well, I mean, somebody might not be pulling strings, but that's his goal then. Let to me, make let me... it both sell, like, learn from the first well, movies. Yeah, i got to make enough to furry his, creatures his... so people can buy the merch. That's <laughs> what he did? Yeah. All right, well, let me, let, me, let me switch gears and pull a positive out of this then. <laughs> Liam Neeson as... The gr- Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. The character... Phenomenal casting. Is, the casting is spot on. Across this entire movie, really. He's probably my favorite uh, Jedi of all of them. I wish we got a bit more with him. But he he's, he is the lead of this movie. He is. He is. Yes, Because he's he the big name, big name guy. And Ewan McGregor was never not a big name guy. No, but they knew what they were doing with him. Oh, yeah. Ian, McDermott, Ian McDermott. I mean, I knew of him, but I didn't know him. He was the Emperor it, in the first three movies that were made um mm-hmm. who else? anthony but it's weird because like samuel we get jackson. um we get yeah we get samuel jackson we get like half the cast is phenomenal the other half the cast it should not be in any movies ever again <laughs> like uh i'm not gonna blame the kid he's a kid but it's pretty bad uh we'll get to the scene yeah. child actors are hard to grade though in yeah general. I don't like to really shit on them too much because, come on. Yeah, they're kids. They're learning. Yeah. yeah. But we're not even done with this first paragraph and we already spent 20 minutes <laughs> arguing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving on. Following a failed attempt to force their way into Gunray's command center, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan escape and flee to the surface of Naboo where they meet local Gungan outcast Jar Jar Binks. As Jar Jar brings them to an underwater Gungan settlement, the Trade Federation captures Naboo's leader, Queen Amidala. Uh, through a Jedi mind trick, Qui-Gon secures a submarine which he, Obi-Wan, and Jar Jar use to reach the capital of Naboo and rescue Queen Amidala and her escort. The group departs for Coruscant, the Galactic Republic's capital planet, to seek help from the Senate. This is also where we see R2-D2 in action for the first time. As an actual astro droid. But, um, Jar Jar Banks. He's Hold central, on. He's central, he's central to the fucking story. You can he's central on. to the story. He introduces the, what, the army, basically, that yeah. they're going to wind up needing. We'll get into that. It's just his, movie. His he's voice central to this story. His character is yeah. horrible. Hold on. I'm Before we get too much into it. I agree with you, but he is. You're going to have to put up with him because he is central to the story. Real yeah. fast before we go off this Jar Jar tangent, can I just say one quick thing about the scene, like with the Jedis on the tra- trade ship earlier when they were fighting the droids? Did anybody else remember when they just fucking. Sped run down the hall out of yeah, fucking nowhere with super. Speed. What the fuck? Force speed it is an actual this. Jedi ability it, that they have is. never used again. There are hundreds of actual Jedi abilities. 
fucking know. Yes, comic we're like, let's get out of here. That fucking avenue, just know that that is an actual ability of the Jedi. Yeah, that. Well, and there's a part of the problem is there's no limit to what the abilities are, and then nobody uses them. There's no one's time. ever, unless you know the lore, you don't realize that that's a Jedi ability. I just thought it was hilarious. Just out of nowhere, we gotta yeah, go. It, it is, but it's an actual ability. Oh, no. What? What, what, I, I, before we go on, I just have one question for everybody. Oh, oh my god, what? Did anybody else <laughs> think spaced invaders with the fucking Viceroy? Yes. I was just thinking Asians the entire time. <laughs> oh my okay. god, this movie is racist. <laughs> 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 They're so th- those greedy traitors. Hello. <laughs> Hello. George Lucas hates Asians. Um, I was thinking space invaders, especially with how their lips moved. Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks is is central to the story. You'll find out why. You know why. Yep. I feel like he could have it, been replaced or just better in every way. I, I mean, what do you want him to do? They're trying to introduce not him die. <laughs> yeah, not exactly. When I first watched this movie, you know, I was like, ah, he wasn't so annoying. Watching it this time, every time I saw him, I hoped his death was slow and painful. <laughs> well, I honestly this... thought he was going to die in this movie, but he I was didn't. hoping, even though I already knew. So annoying. And it was just so <laughs> much know. screen time dedicated to it... fucking sight gags. That's all they were. And they were all not, none of them were funny. Not one funny sight gag with this guy. Oh, he freezes his mouth. He tests steps and shit. I don't think he, he was got hit by a fucking tractor trailer. Well, yeah. Oh, got run over by a giant wheel. He, he was just there's. He has a lot of screen time, wow. and ninety percent, ninety nine percent of it can go away. They wanted him to be comic relief, but over they pushed it too far with him. I felt the problem and is that's why you... it became an anno- annoying to fans. Yeah, you end up pairing him with some of the other acting choices later on in this movie that like really bog it down for me because like, nobody's carrying that scene with between certain people um i don't know what scene you're talking about we'll get no there. we'll talk about it why do the gungans gungans yes. why do they live under the water because if they're just they gonna can. live in air they're bubbles amphibians. because they can they're if they're amphibious yes okay, so they live in, under the water but they have to live in air bubbles Yes. Yeah. And that's when they're amphibian. scared, they leave the underwater to go on top of the land to a forest? I don't... Well, it's a I sacred area that also has... You're reading way too much into this, man. Well, I mean, if you're gonna well amphibians space, need air to live basement. I, I, I think, honestly, you're reading... Why is there a sacred place on the land if... It doesn't make sense. So, when we're scared, we go up to this top surface where we're vulnerable. Yeah, he got it. They're they're not vulnerable. I don't get what, what are you talking about? He, he's, trying to yeah, he's trying to apply logic. He's trying to what? Logic. Apply logic. Well, to I, I don't care where they live. Yeah, but they're amphibians. They can live on land or they can live in water. So it works having them be underwater when their society is threatened by an outside force. They go underwater 
to they avoid go them. above water, apparently. It's according but to that's where they normally live when they're not being threatened. No, no, this is op- you have it the opposite way around. No, they they live in these shielded mm-hmm. bubble. Live things. in the water, and, and then when they're when they're threatened, they go live in a forest above ground. Okay. Because they found do the same so, thing. So they didn't show that scene. They found where they were. So they left. Where else can mm-hmm. they go? The the center core. Oh, it's that they don't explain that they found them. They just say yeah, the place did. is empty. Because Jar Jar Binks came out of the water and he said they must have found him. They didn't explain it, but it's implied I he just that said that's the place what is they empty. did. Whatever, man. It's implied Fine. that the, ar- the invading it. army found where the Gungans yeah, it were. Yeah, was implied. It wasn't... I'm not oh, saying yeah. what said. It was I implied. accept it. Robots underwater, why not? But the robots... I accept it. I accept it. Okay, I don't care. It makes sense. <laughs> okay. Moving on. All right. Me used to think it's stupid. I'm oh, wait, you're going to okay. fast forward through just... the whole fucking core? Ride that they I'm, went through. Just give me a second. I, 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 I'm just trying to answer your question and putting my logic on what they are thinking. I'm not saying that I know. I'm just saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I'm just implying. Well, maybe that's why they had this person live there. I don't. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, go ahead. What'd you think of the uh, Gungan's boss master? He was, as dumb, he was as dumb as Jar Jar Binks was. Racist as fuck. Yeah, he was racist as fuck, too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just wait. No, but I thought the, like, the, uh, like, you have to go through the core of the planet. And it's like, the way he says it is so fucking sinister. Yeah, did you not see the giant sea creature? <laughs> yeah, he was. He would. He didn't give a fuck about him because he didn't. He, you got to remember that. Well, they explain it when they beg for them. To, we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyway, during the escape, the ship is attacked by the Federation blockade, forcing R two D two, one of the ship's droids, to fix the shields. The attack damages the ship's hyperdrive, forcing the party to land on the desert planet of Tatooine for repairs. While searching for needed parts, Qui-Gon and handmaiden named Padme befriend young Anakin Skywalker, a nine-year-old human slave gifted in piloting and mechanics. Qui-Gon senses a strong presence of the Force in Anakin and feels that he may be the Chosen One, an individual the Jedi believe will fulfill a prophecy of bringing balance to the Force. Oh, he brought, he brought balance, all right. At Anakin's insistence, Qui-Gon f- enters Anakin in the Bunta Eve pod race in a bid with Anakin's master, Watto, to gain the needed parts and Anakin's freedom. Anakin eludes several obstacles, including rival racer Sebdula to, to win the race, gaining his freedom and bankrupting Watto. After hesitation, Anakin leaves his mother and his droid C-3PO behind on, on Tatooine to go to the Jedi. As the group prepares to depart, they are attacked by the Sith apprentice Darth Maul, who battles Qui-Gon until the heroes escape. We'll pause there. There's a whole lot to unpack with that. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, there's, there's, there, oof, that was a lot. Um, yeah. Okay, so... 
Gungans were funny. Uh, the core thing was, eh, I think that part was too There's long, to be honest fish. with you. What was that? There's always a bigger fish. <laughs> There's true. There is, a, there is always a bigger fish. Um, so then they, they, es they escape out of Naboo. And I say that with air quotes. Like, do you remember? Like, oh, let's go get the, the let's go get the queen. They take out like seven droids, and then there's just six droids around a pile of pilots. Like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And like, all right, let's get out of here. And that, do you remember how like the droids? Like, uh, who are you? Oh, we're we're ambassadors. It's like, uh, well, you can't do that. No, um, I, I'm sorry, uh, you're under arrest. It's like, what the but fuck? They made it very clear from the beginning that the droids are fucking retarded. Yeah. <laughs> they, they are. They are rent. They are mall security cop. Yes, with guns. Um, I. What I'm was the question? What was the question you had about Watto? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Question. So, the 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 deal that Qui Gon made with Watto. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Can you break it down? Mm -hmm. No one knows exactly what it was. I and literally rewatched it five times to try and. Did you as well, even listen to anything in this movie? Goddamn. Yeah, but it's it's his deal is conf it's confusing what he no, says to him. No, it's not. Because it sounds like he's just yeah, he's like, and you take the ship, and I get the nothing or something. No, it, 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 no that's here. Basement, basement. It was very clear. If Anakin yeah, won the race, Watto would keep all of the winnings from that race. Mm -hmm. Minus the price of the parts that their ship was going to need, because that would have Wouldn't to go pay... into his business. If Anakin oh. lost, then Watto would get the ship, Qui Gon's ship. Okay, that's the part I was confused. I'm like, why did he say minus the parts that like, I don't understand? Okay, that yeah. that that clears then, the whole thing up. And then they spiced and then it up. Right before, then right before the race. Qui-Gon then decides to try and get Anakin's freedom as well. And initially, he's going to try and get Chimi, Anakin's mother, but Watto won't go for it. So they roll dice to determine whether it'll be Anakin or Chimi. Qui-Gon uses the Force to influence the dice because he can't influence Watto because... Waddle's uh, race is, is resistant to Jedi mind tricks. Because he is a gambler. He, the only thing that works on him is money. They explained it. Yes, they did explain it, yes. And that gets them... In, so the winner, if Anakin lost, Waddle would also get the... Pod racer as well. No, no. Wygon's Queen Amidala's ship. No. No. So, um, hold on. Hold on. I'm hold on. Hold on. No. Stop. Stop. You're all fucking. No, wrong. because when he told Obi Wan about it, Obi Wan sat He's there and talking said about we the would pod. be stuck here for a very long time. So the bet yeah. was that if he would keep the pod racer. Yes. He would he would give he gave him the pod racer at the end. Be, he said I don't have I don't have a need for that damn thing. You can have <laughs> it along with the payment. I guess is what they did. They sold the pod racer. 
at the end. Anakin, Anakin, Anakin has Anakin money did. from it. Yes. Yes. Because they won the race. <laughs> because they won the race. The bet was wanna, the pod wanna, racer for Anakin. I want to rewind. Because we're getting ahead of ourselves. Not really. Cause oh, that, that... yeah. Yeah, you are. Because there's no, there's no, they don't even, this right here doesn't even tell what the story is all about. Well, it's just a summary of it, because it's, well, this is already talking about Darth Maul attacking They're him. over, you're overlooking the one question that was asked from Qui-Gon to Shmi, who was Anakin's father? Oh, Shmi. yeah. Well, they don't even mention that in that paragraph, so. Well, that's why I said, because that happened this whole time when they're in there. They're on their way to fucking go to Coruscant now. We know whose fault it was. Whose? That's fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) (laughs) No, do you know it? I'm telling you right now, and this was a bad thing they did in this movie, is they introduced Metachlorians. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. They did want to explain how, and this is the only way that this was, this was, hey, we're just going to write this in here because it's Star Wars. Plot point. Hold on. Before you get too too deep in that, I did want to, I have a couple of just small notes about things leading up to getting into Naboo. Uh, I know we mentioned R2-D2 earlier. Mm -hmm. Man, fucking luckiest droid on the face of the planet. He is. (laughs) In terms of getting shot at three or four times. It's like, oh, he's just the last one that happens. Um, I did love, I, I think it was a little bit creative in terms of like, oh, we know, uh, we don't have enough power to get us to Coruscant, so we have, we have to go to Naboo in order to, you know, Tatooine, not Naboo. Yeah. I, I, or not Naboo, be, yeah, Tatooine, excuse me, Tatooine. There has to be a reason why they're making this movie. Okay, yeah, so I, 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 I thought that was kind of clever in terms of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, is it just me or is, um, Anakin's mom the worst? Why? Why would she let her son? Because she wanted him to be free. Do the no, okay. So, so I get her letting him do the pod race for Qui Gon, mm-hmm. but it was implied that he's been doing this for a long time. Because Watto made him. She said, "Watto, I don't like it when Watto makes you race in those." those oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like. Yeah, mother in the world. As Watto's slaves, Watto could order him to do anything he wanted. He's a slave. As they so, as they are slaves, it's like they never really show them doing anything that's related to their slavery. Well, for Anakin, it was working in that shop. For his mother, I don't know. Maybe she was. I think she was clapped. one of the um, moisture farmer helpers. Yes. Remember how there was no, there was no father for Anakin. Oh, yeah, they never. God, yeah. So they kind. Of, so that that's that's where the Metachlorians were introduced. That's why. That's what. That's the theory. It's one of the theories that George Lucas has not answered, which should be answered. I think personally, that's me as a Star Wars fan. I think I the Metachlorians thing that. is lazy writing. In terms of in terms of explaining Anakin's birth, him not having a father, dumb. I don't think it was. I'd rather her not know. I, I, the Force created him. If you okay, so the expanded universe—that's how they explained it. 
I mean, A Force created. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm being A-Force serious. Being repeatedly I'm being serious. In the book that I grew up reading, he was he was a he was an immaculate birth. Anakin was. <sighs> well, I don't like it. You know who it was? It's, it's the only explanation I can give you. It's so it's I don't know. It's such I, whether, a weird... whether you liked it or not, it's part of the movie. I, I, get I don't it. like it paired with the character I he kind of becomes. Yeah. Yep. Because then you're saying like the otherworldly, I guess Metachlorian, they created he becomes a fucking mass murderer menace to society. Well, that's because of Sidious. So that again, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Sidious or Sidious's master, master's master, Darth. Plague is the wise. Nope. That was that was that was Palpatine's master. Yeah, I think before him. The the one before him, Darth Plagueis. There you go. I just said that. No, Darth Plagueis. No, not Darth Plagueis. I can't remember his name, but he was one of those. Remember in, remember in episode four, he tooted a horn. He was one of the horn tutor guys. It was his race. He was a, he was a Sith Lord. He's the one that found out how to create life. So with oh, okay. so yeah. the way that the movie is presenting it, it, they're presenting it as like a scientific, there is... Uh, microorganisms that give the force to people that live inside them. However, 99% of the audience is going to hear immaculate conception and completely think of the allegory to like fucking religion. They're so, going to equate it to Christianity right away. Exactly. So when you go with that, and I'm pretty sure most of the audience is thinking, linking, making that link in their head because that's the link that makes the most sense. Okay. Though they're presenting it as science, uh, that's where I think you'll get the people that are like, that's a weird way to use immaculate conception. Because then you're having bigger things at play that cause that to be. Gods, you may think, that would then have the actual plan to turn him into what he became. And I know you're going to say outside forces did it, but it still would be part of that plan. Well, that, I, don't know, I think it's a weird way to use it. I don't think it needed to be. I agree much more with like she doesn't know it could have been just leave it like a question mark the more you answer the less unless i want to pay attention sometimes okay. okay anyways there's a scene within that house uh that is some of the worst acting i've ever seen in my life <laughs> well the one scene i mean i mean the one scene where uh qui-gon jinn grabbed jar jar's tongue yeah, that whole scene, and it, not even just for Jar Jar. Like, oh my God, Natalie Portman is terrible in this movie. Well, she's also still really young with this movie as well. I, but I have a feeling it's more the script that's bad as well. <laughs> it's, it's not saying like the story. I'm saying the written like when people talk to each other, it doesn't sound like a human being. That I agree with. <clears throat> they sound almost robotic with it. I'm gonna say this I think right they were very now, strict with the script. I'm going to say right now it's because of the voice dubbing. You may not have noticed it, but most oh, of this I movie, it the voice is recorded over. 
I'm like, why is nobody's fucking? And I look it up moving? after. I'm like, why is nobody's fucking believe voice back not, in their mouth? Believe it or not, I don't pay attention to that shit. Oh, it threw me off so much because, it, like, sometimes it was fine, but sometimes it was so glaringly obvious. I'm like, fucking holy fucking Christ! Interesting. I never, never noticed that in person. I get well, it. Well, how else do you think they got such perfect clarity with their voices in outdoor areas? It's not synced. It's not synced perfect enough for it not to be noticeable. And I have a feel. I have a feeling that's with the remastering I, more than anything else. I, I, think, I, I think you're right. Never, yeah. never Probably, yeah. pay, I never paid attention to it. Sorry. It was throwing me off because at first, I, I, and I think you, Heather, you probably did the same thing. I was looking at those fucking. The, the Asian alien's mouth. And yeah. then I started looking at other people's mouths. I'm like, fuck, so, nobody sounds right. I do, before we, before we move on again, what what was, what did y'all like about the pod race story? I it's, liked the pod racing. Oh, entirely. man. It's one of the best okay. things about this movie. Er, movie. So, many, so, many, so many moments of smiles on my face. It, it, it was like watching fucking, um, what the fuck was the name of the Hanna-Barbera Whack, is it wacky races? Yes. Yes, I think so. That's what it reminded yep. me of. Um, there was so many like you think of like wildy e. coyote fucking moments. There was like seventeen of them in this entire fucking oh, yeah. race. Not even ones. Not even ones that had to do with like Anakin or even Sabulba directly. It was just like pure. My favorite was I think it's the first lap or maybe I did the second one. They're going through the cave and there's this creature that looks like the fucking you know the um. The fucking like the the remix uh, frog, like the blue frog, the yeah, fucking just blows up. He's like, and then I could not fucking, I almost peed my pants watching that. Full on ran right into that fucking thing. That was so great. It's a quick like two seconds, like and then just kaboom. I'm like, what the fuck? It's just like there, there, there. That that whole scene was pretty good. And again, it starts building Anakin as this. Fucking mechanical genius. genius Not yeah. only mechanical genius, but a, a a guy that knows how to fucking fly a kite, if you know what I mean. There's, uh, there's kites in Star Wars. I'm trying. I'm trying. A pilot to get out Yeah. Well, he, he's just he good could, at everything. He could drive anything. He's Mary Sue. What? He's a Mary Sue. He's a Mary Sue. Yeah. He's the Mary Sue. This movie has. Two, two, like I guess, arcs or small scenes uh, that I remember from long ago. The pod racing is definitely one of them. It's oh so yeah. Weird because they get to this point and they tell the small story with Anakin and the slavery and the fucking racing, and I'm like, man, I'm interested. And then I rem- and then they go back to the main story, and I'm like, oh god. I I had a note about that where like. The pod racing was fucking cool as hell. Like even like if you like make fun of like even like the graphics or the CGI and shit. Yeah. The pod racing itself. Like, do you guys remember the video game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Of that too. Fucking but man, that so, video game was great. <laughs> so so good. Like it was a simple concept, simple process, and it flushed out more of the world of like Star Wars, like the lore and like in like other parts and sectors so that we didn't know the, about. The way that they did it too, because they introduced all the different racers, different looks. They gave them a small amount of screen time, but enough to get like personality of some form coming yeah. through for some. some that, of those. Is, that is one thing that Star Wars has always been huge with, and that is character or creature creation. So and this is why I feel this movie struggles for me because the two main leads are Jedi Knights that are very flat. Like, well, they're Jedi's. They're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, I know, but that's yeah. the that's that's the that's the problem. 
Yeah. <laughs> you almost need that Han Solo. You need that. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. You need the wise character cracker, in here. Yeah. And it, oh. they, I think that that's what Jar Jar Banks was supposed to be, but good lord. <laughs> so, um, the pod race and stuff was was very cool. And to Basement's points, it's like, you know, the Anakin wins. And it's like, holy crap, about it's like, oh shit, there's a whole other half of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> It feels like one of those like natural like Disney like feel good like you know like throw Anakin up in the air confetti like it's like freeze frame and like, I'm and, and then it's like oh shit there's still another whole fucking half of the movie to go. I for me this movie flew. Oh, it took forever for me. It did. It like I I watched it today. I got up this morning and I started watching it before we went and did birthday parties. Birthday parties. And when I woke up from my nap, it was already done. I think I got through an hour and 47 minutes of it and didn't realize that I only had a half hour to go. Yeah. I didn't realize that I had been watching it for two hours before. I'm like, oh, shit, I got, we got to go. I felt every minute I this didn't, movie. I, I, this movie flew by for me. Well, it's not, it's not, that, it's not that like I was complaining. Right. It's just that I was so really into... The pod race. Ta- Tatooine <laughs> and the pod racing. It sucked me in so much that I was like, oh, and then it's like when it's done, it's like, we gotta get back. I was like, I think, oh, I think fuck, the, there's still more to do. I think the pod race, you're like an hour and 15, no, an hour and... The end of the pod race is like, the end of the pod race is right near the halfway point, like right, it's, right it's, near it. It's so weird because this is how I felt. As soon as the pod racing scene, that all ended, right? And they free Anakin and they're going back to the ship. And it, 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 the movie feels so abruptly cut. And I think it's just because they transitioned so fast back into Darth Maul is now running over Anakin. Oh, <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like, it's such an abrupt, I don't know. Well, I, what they, did, what I got like did, whiplash I from it. This, I think this, for them, was a missed opportunity. They did the whole Darth Maul scene. You know, and then he gets on his his sled, and then he fucking jets off. I don't, I don't think they should have. I don't think so they should have. So at that fought. time, at that time, at that time, Qui Gon Jinn has returned returned the part, and then Obi Wan says to Qui Gon, "How do I get a feeling that we're picking up another pathetic life form? Pathetic life form." <laughs> and he goes, so "It's rude, the boy. Man. I'm going Wrong. to get the boy." And then he goes, he goes to get Anakin. They do that scene where he's like. And she's like, "This is your destiny." All this shit. His mom he does that. Whole... Get out of here, kid. Never wanted you to begin with. That's not true. <laughs> I think she's like, "You're free. You've always wanted to do this. Go do your thing." Imagine not having sex and ending up with a baby. It was like a cruel joke from God. Anyway, anyway, so he leaves. They come back, and then they cut. They had a real opportunity to actually have. Right, like right when Darth Maul catches them, instead of cutting that, I think that probably would have been probably what another three minutes a scene. I think. I, I think also feel like I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but I feel like this movie was shot with like uh like just stop cuts, like they're just cutting off the screen instead of the transition wipes that they do. Because sometimes yeah. they do those transition wipes and people are just turning and walking off the scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah okay. There was no need to keep that in there. <laughs> right. But I'm pretty sure like the jump cut is what they were trying to well, – they, they were shooting the movie as and they're like, oh, shit, I, Star Wars. I was we're going to show these fancy uh, 
I was saying I was saying this to JP and Heather before we got on here about like how I could I could tell that this was a different version from the original when it first came out in '99. And there's a couple of extra like they've definitely put more time on the racers. There's a scene where like Anakin in the pod race, like one of his coupling things comes off, and he like yeah, uses a magnet rod or whatever. I don't remember yeah. any of that in the original whatsoever. That so was just in like the original. Yeah, that was I, in the original. I watched really? this, that and I'm was... pretty sure, like, yeah, I well, remember everything because I watched it on Disney Plus too. But that I you seen up to this point was in the movie. The only I don't think they did anything. They added more creatures into Tatooine. But uh, I'm, talking about, had... I'm talking about as far as anything new. Uh, what I'm talking about, everything. It wasn't anything major. Just little stuff like that. I just noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. They didn't cut anything. When they get back to Coruscant and shit, that's when it changes. Hmm. Warwick Davis? Mm-hmm. He was randomly without makeup standing beside someone yeah. in the crowd. He was talking to Watto. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he was without, also... Without makeup, but he was also one of the... He Guido was the kids. little green dude that was Anakin's friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do they call him? Isn't Guido the guy? Yeah, the, no, Guido, Guido, Guido was... Greedo. Greedo. It was Greedo. Well, that's the same place. Shot first. Little Greedo. Greedo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. LW for life. It's FBI. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Right. Moving on. On Coruscant, qui informs the Jedi Council of the mysterious, well-trained attacker... The council becomes concerned that this may indicate the resurgent, the reappearance of the Sith and an opposing order that followed the dark side of the Force and had long ago disappeared. Qui-Gon informs the council about Anakin, hoping that he can be trained as a Jedi. After testing the boy, the council refuses, worried that he is too old for training and that the fear and anger that he harbors will cloud his future. Meanwhile, Senator Palpatine of Naboo persuades Amidala to call a vote of no confidence in Chancellor Valorum. The vote removes Valorum from power and leads to Palpatine's nomination for the position, which Amidala considers too late to be effective. To stop the Federation invasion by herself, the Queen decides to return to Naboo with her security team, the two Jedi, R2-D2, Anakin, and Jar Jar. End scene. <laughs> <laughs> the leaf fades away. So, Still walking to the corner. As we all know, that well-trained attacker is Darth Maul. Um, yep. That's fucking I think that. they did all right with the Darth Maul, but I think Darth Maul should never be an actual live person ever again. It should just be nothing but what they did with the animations. I love what they would do with him in this movie, to be honest with you. I just, I, uh, this is what make, makes me want to wish for more of him and fucking Palpatine. If I got, I just, yes. please give me I more. Do I don't need a lot of like talking from him or anything, but just him being there in the scene with Palpatine while they're like fucking coming up with a plot or someone tries to challenge him or something. Just give me more of that, please, so Lord. Ray Park, well, Ray Park, the guy that played Darth Maul in the movie, isn't actually an actor. He's been he is, movies. he's more well-known to be a stuntman, yeah. Yes. He's been in no, movies, fine. but he, he is not, he's he's even said this himself, he's not the greatest of tongue, as, you know, 
And that, that's fine. I feel like he 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 doesn't need to speak. He could just be basically the enforcer, the muscle, or whatever. The visually looks amazing. If you show a bit more of him, it's just I felt like he's such a memorable character, be, in part because we see so little of him, and people he, wanted he so much became, more. He became one of the most popular characters from this movie. Well, this is why a lot of people were, uh, I myself included, upset when they kill him off at the end. But, spoilers, well. <laughs> is he dead? So, we'll get to yes. that. But yeah, that we can get to. He fell one trillion feet and was so cut in half before that. You have to remember, he is a force user. They can stop themselves and slow themselves down. Only and they can also from dying immediately. Now the lightsaber explains well. that they didn't hit any crucial. You got to remember, he's a different race. That that's another factor too. Such racism in this so movie. So he doesn't have the spinal cord that we do. That would sever everything. Is in their brain. That's the way it's yep. explained. That's the way that the, I guarantee. If you ask Dave Filoni that question he'll say well in fact i think he did he explained what had happened it's i have to go right? back and watch it but dave filoni who created maul and i trust everything he's saying he, he explained in the dvd it's actually on sale it's half yes, off but he explains all of the shit true not didn't what i love is right Jasimir, Jasimir, right if I remember correctly, sounds right. He's from Dathomir, yes. Yeah. Okay. Which we'll 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 explore that when we get to the second one. Yeah. I'm, no. I'm, I'm just putting... I'm definitely with basement though in the sense of like I like I super love Darth Maul. I did like a little bit of the fact that we didn't get to know a whole lot about him. Not that we really needed to know a whole lot about him, but I wanted to know a little bit more about him though. Just yeah, a little agreed. bit more with him and Sidious. Yeah. But vi that... visually amazing. Visually, yes. they did really well with him. The makeup team did really well. Yep. What I love is he forgot to take out his earring, so they had to also animate his earring into fucking Clone Wars and Rebels. <laughs> oh, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, so when you see him in Rebels, he's got an earring right here. <laughs> yeah, well, he does. He does. But it... it that's, that a, that's the live, what do they, that not live action character, that's the cartoon character, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Whatever they so call them. Animated character, the, yeah. So, so then they go to Coruscant, right? And then, mm -hmm. I'm just trying to recap what we, we, we recapped. So the whole Senate debate, um, I have to. pods that they fly around in. I, I like that, uh, which I oh, we'll talk about more when we get to episode three, um, when they're using yep. weapons. Um, <laughs> I have to admit that I think it was around this part of the movie where my, my concerns about like, oh, you know, where it's all going. This is where you start to see really more of Palpatine's like web. You can web see with he's manipulating. You can his see political it. machinations. He, he, you, you, like even when this movie started, like I didn't, wasn't paying attention. I didn't know that he had played the emperor in all the movies. Mm -hmm. He did the voice and everything. So he's. I didn't been, realize it either when I first watched it. He's been the voice of the em emperor, right? He's been the emperor. Time since I was. Beginning. Even though there's a guy that does his voice that sounds just fucking like him. By the way, a real quick side, real quick side note. We all saw this when it came out, right? Like when it originally yeah, came I out. Did, yeah. Yes. 
Cool. Did anybody see. get like, wow, I wonder whose city is this? Yeah. Well, see, and that's the whole thing. That's where this, that is where I think Star Wars has missed a boat. They don't tell, you can read the books. What's canon? No, they, they haven't said what's canon, if I remember right. And in fact, I would so much to argue to say that the the book that was written that should be made into a movie. No, but I'm just saying is that you could pretty quickly tell. Yeah, the chin, right, in the voice. But I wasn't but when I first seen it. I wasn't paying attention to who it was because you, the Do it. really good thing that Star Wars did with him in episode episode five and six is he was so cloaked. You couldn't see his face. You could see a yeah. little outline of his face, but you didn't know who it was. Yep. Do it. So then when they did episode one, I did have that moment of, is that the fucking emperor? Could that be him? It's, it, but that, that's the story. That, but they do a really good show. And then it, no, you know who it is. We get, we, yeah, you do. But I didn't know that that was him to start. But anyway, go ahead. Uh-huh. Is that Emperor Penguin? <laughs> oh my god, you guys are assholes. Anything else? Anybody yes, we are. Um, I, I think I the we Jedi. Oh, Jedi Council with Anakin. Uh, the Council's an are assholes. Well, yeah. Okay. They're part of the problem is they don't. The movie doesn't explain the Jedi Council and how they accept. Students to be trained. They gotta be accepted as babies. <laughs> Basically, like anyone over the age of six, they refuse to accept into training what about, to be a Jedi. Like Yoda's That's fucking species that lives forever. Anakin's nine now because they feel that if you're past the age of six, you start to form emotional attachments and Is that you the same for are, Um... Basically, yeah. I don't know how they determine the other races. I'm just telling you what I know. But they, once you've gotten past a certain age, you start to form emotional attachments, and they don't want you to be emotionally attached to anything because emotions lead to the dark side. Lead to the dark side. Fear, anger, sadness can lead to the dark side. That's why they didn't want to train Anakin. Every they Jedi come, should be a robot. But the that's basically what the Jedi want them to be. Roger, Roger. Want Jedi to be our robots. It, it gave me uh, but, gave me Hollywood fucking vibes. Too old. Go see Master Epstein. Go see Master Epstein. Go to his planet. Uh, but <laughs> that goes back to the problem JP has mentioned already where they don't explain why they don't want to train him very it's well. A, it's also it doesn't make any sense actually because it's like we're not going to train him or do anything with him. So though he has these untapped powers that he can potentially tap into, we're just going to fucking throw him to the side. Well, Yoda, Yoda explains his his reasoning. No, wouldn't you still, even if you're not going to train him? Six. Wouldn't you still want to keep him under watch? It's well, like an untapped nuclear weapon. Well, that's why that he said keep him by your side. They did explain that. I think they explained it in the book. I'm not sure. 
But his initial but, decision was no until they pleaded for. Quick, uh, well, it, it was until Obi Wan sat there and said, "I'm going to train him, whether you want me to or so not." So we'll yeah. get to that point. But I think yeah, we'll get to I that think, one. I then. think they, they it's implied again. It's implied, so you can t- they're they're letting you take whatever you want away from. Them. So yeah. what I took away from it was the Jedi <laughs> Council was on. Turn out the window. Uh, so c- a couple of things. First off. Um, Fuck the people behind them, like the state. That like when they go to talk to the council, they just talk to Samuel L. Jackson and Yoda only. They didn't talk to anybody yeah. else in the back. Well, Conehead so, said one word. So I, I get that, but them are the two I mean, most just, powerful. Just, they're the two yeah. most powerful Jedi. I get. It. I'm just fucking around. I just thought it was funny. It's like, oh, there's like people that just like shake and nod each other's so, heads, like their but their backs are to them. It's just fucking funny. So, um, so I, and I get that. But Samuel L. Jackson and and Yoda, well, Mace Windu and Yoda are like one A and one B. Like, yes. one doesn't Nick do anything Yoda, without yeah. the other. Yoda's considered the strongest user of the Force on the Je- in, on the Jedi Council. But, while the, Windu is oh, no, no. traditional with the lightsaber, if I remember correctly. But, but I, ones, I, under, I understand, stand, I'm just saying. Ones, but right, the one standing behind them, like. Yeah, who gives like, a shit? Yoda, like the long neck guy. trained all these fucking people. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I'm, just, I, I'm just saying is that I just found it funny where it's like. They're talking to, to to Yoda and Mace Windu, and I understand from a narrative standpoint because we're going to be the, the those are the ones that we're going to have the most like connection with and most involved with going down. In the but, most air, but, in the most screen time in general. Right, but they're also turning their back to like you know we're pleading our case, and it's like there's like we're like three guys like right behind you. Can you just like turn and talk to us because we're kind of part of the cat. You don't you're not important. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I I it. It's been decreed. He will speak, not be trained. I think them um, to speak for the council just because of who they are, but yeah, and they have their what, little side yeah. conversations. What I took away from it was the Jedi Council was actually correct in terms of everything they were saying but at the same time um they're all dicks yeah <laughs> they're all I for mean, recruiting kids and stealing. it's made more prevalent in two and three too yeah, right right it's right not- which is just baby steps but um uh, uh, I, this also the, do, do you know this what al- they're doing though do you know why they're doing that they're, yeah, they're establishing that narrative to tell this story of Essentially, George Lucas is you pick which which ones are good and which ones are bad. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a ma- it's a matter of um, oh, the fuck's the phrase? It's like um, perspective, moral perspective. Yeah. So, so which one do you think? I know which ones are good guys, but they're leaving it open. Who like I'm telling you right now, the Star Wars world. If people oh. are more in tune to the Sith than they are the Jedi. It is a weird... Dynamic? It is. It's so weird. Like, if you talk to a... I mean, I love Star Wars, but you talk to some of these fucking people... I'm kind of retarded. No, they're not kind of retarded. They're, like, telling you shit like... What? Get the fuck out of here! And then yeah, you go a, and research it, and by God, yes. Yep. There are some fucking people out there that fucking know. They know way, way fucking more. Than, and I started watching this shit when it first came out. It's so weird that's because just, this, that's uh, a televised shit. The Star Wars like lore and everything behind it is a lot 
smarter than the this well this movie. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I, it's like I, you know, it's so in depth, and then you watch the movie. It's like, man, they just like this percent is... agree with you. The storytelling is so much better than what they did in the movie. I cannot disagree with that. It's it's dumbed down too much. I I get why they wanted to be like they want fucking everybody from age one to age one hundred be able to watch it. Right. It's just like WWE. So, go ahead, Heather. Any 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 thoughts from anybody else? I'm sorry, Connor. I'm not. Fuck the council. Fuck the council. Yeah, I, I hear think you. honestly, I if, hear if the Jedi Council existed here, a bunch of fucking men, well, I guess they were women too, they mostly did. men at the, what we saw, um, in robes, collecting fucking anybody that's under six years old and just taking them from you. Like, we're going to teach him the way. Well, they take There's them in practice. So, see, this is, and you, it's part of the lore. Again, you don't have to watch it. But they take them as, like, younglings. This is why Clone Wars was so important, the series. No, I understand what they're doing. It's just my, my point was, if they existed on this planet, everybody would fucking hate them. Well, they don't... They don't... He's I saying just, if Jedi were real. Yeah. I don't think that... There's some... Things out There's no there. Way fly there are some things out there team. that you can watch, and it explains why they were able to do. They did it not so. Give me your kid. I'm gonna fucking. You know, they're this way at the force. They actually asked the parents, like your child. No, a lot was, of parents that fucking ate their kids. Please well, God, take him. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, I, I think you gotta also look at the way the Jedi were viewed. In the Star Wars universe, yes. they were viewed as these honorary, yeah. as this knights. honorary order They're called Jedi Knights, and it, and it was an honor to be part of them. People wanted their kids yeah. to be part of that. So, you got to remember, it's a different order. universe, and I get what you're saying. And I can, if somebody came tried taking Wendy, I'd be like, "Man, get the fuck out of here!" I don't believe this. If we're shit gonna is take real. her, and we're gonna make sure she feels nothing for the rest of her life. That's fucking join up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think these cool the robes case. and the laser sword. I, well, that's not true, though. They have feelings. Only one explains wow. that in Clone Wars. They have to keep them secret, then, because Yoda doesn't like them. And that's what they do. Well, they have to it's suppress that. It's tell at the Jedi Council. And you guys think that Qui-Gon was banging Shmi? She may, he may what? have been. A lot of their scenes together, he's like fucking touching her up and shit. Maybe she We're was watching. a hooker, and that's why he asked her the <laughs> fucking question. Who is the father? Leon was actually the father, and years later he goes back to the planet. He's like, yeah, the metachlorines are off the fucking chart. <laughs> Please, you have to take my son. But, <laughs> so I, 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 I mean, I get what you're saying, but I, I, the story's better. I get what you're saying. The movies don't really explain it. The book probably explains it a lot of shit. It's just better. much more in depth. And, Books uh, in general will explain stuff more in depth than a movie ever will be I mean, able I to. But I, this, this like, comparison from like what's available in the like world of Star Wars versus what's portrayed in the movies uh, is a huge downgrade. <laughs> is all I'm going to say. 
in terms of like what like how like if somebody you tell somebody oh i'm a fan of star wars it's like okay whatever space opera but there's like so much more there than just the fucking that but that's what kind of the movies portray. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, these anyway, because of the fact that they're the prequels and they're just trying to catch you up to what was already released. And the fact yeah. that this was shot a lot like a fucking soap opera. <laughs> Again, spaghetti western. And it is. Well, it, it's also a space opera. It's the spaghetti western space opera. That's what it's called. That's... I think it's space opera. But it does. It, I, I think I'd say the next three, the middle I, of the pack, borrows more from spaghetti westerns than this one does. Yes, this so, is more soap opera. It, yes, it's space opera. That's what they called it. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's a space opera. Yeah, yes, that's exactly what it's called. It's not. I mean, yes, it's sci-fi because it has sci-fi things in it. But I think it's more of a of an opera that I could watch better than sitting there watching it's, somebody. It's weird because with their fucking the, the mouth world wide has been yelling at me like I did something wrong, but they're singing the, so gracefully. The, the universe has a lot of like the Star Wars universe has a lot of like nuance that is much smarter than a soap opera. So like, turning Rodney, into a space Rodney. opera is like a super dumbing down of it. I like that's why they did the music. The music is so iconic in this fucking movie. John the soundtrack Williams. in this music. Oh, in this music. In this movie is uh, one of my biggest positives. The soundtrack is really soundtrack good. Soundtrack with and John the sound Williams editing is always is really good. I have yet to hear a soundtrack of John Williams that isn't good. Think of the pod racing scene. The sound editing in that is so fucking good. Each yeah. uh, pod has its own sound for the like, engines, uh, engine too, but at, in the most part, they sound like Formula One race cars. Yeah, well, I know what it's based on, but they gave them individual sounds mm-hmm. to set them apart further. It seems like whoever was in the ready room for the pod racing scene left the room for the rest of the scenes. And George Lucas? That person was fucking good. George Lucas? Sorry. I don't think you George guys, Lucas I'll be right back in a few minutes. One second. A good writer. He, Dave Filoni? They all had a, they all had a piece in it. I just it feels like a lot more concise, concise, and a lot more attention to detail I, in I that small arc of the movie. I, I but I digress. You. There were some. There were some. Those were like the pod pod racing scene was my favorite part of the whole fucking movie. Oh, it's not just because it's a race or anything. It's just the, like the best, probably the most well made part of the movie as a movie can be made. I agree with that. It's, it is centric. To, it gives you the centricity to what the story is and the gravity of what's going on. I, I liked it. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's a major vehicle to advance the story. It is. Yeah. Moving on. On Naboo, Padme reveals herself as Queen Amidala, Amidala and, fo- and forms an alliance with the Gungans for the battle against the Trade Federation. The Gungans march into battle to divert the Federation army away from the capital, allowing the others to infiltrate the palace. Once inside the palace hangar, the Jedi frees several Naboo pilots who regain their their starfighters and assault the Federation droid ship. Oh, you can read that last sentence. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. As they make their way to the throne room, the infiltration team is confronted by Darth Maul. 
Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan engage Maul while the others make an alternate route. So, yep, so now they're... This is the beginning of one of my favorite lightsaber scenes of all time. Oh, I'm with you. I fucking loved the music. Oh, yeah. When I I said there's two... I, I remember. Loved, this I is loved the choreography of this oh, because yeah. I remember watching Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader fight twice. It got a little more intense every time, but it was still clunky and slow because of what Vader oh. was. Whoever, Not just that, but whoever did this, we'll get that one. I will be here for all nine. Whoever did that, Eleven. Bravo. I will also say this is there is some sappiness in this movie <laughs> that kind of contradicts the Jedi terms of not, no not feeling. This, 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 this is this you is dare the, cry, you son the of a scene bitch. where the captain and the um, Queen Amidala go off on their own while the Jedi take a Darth Maul. But the entrance yeah. of that scene. I'm like fuck, fuck Queen Amidala. Yeah, I'm nobody here cares. For this. <laughs> yeah, it, it is so, uh, one of the best uh, movie, uh, one of the best movie scenes. It's actually one of the best scenes in Star Wars in general. Um, I don't know. Is, I don't know. We'll, I got absolutely I, good. I, I will say there's one better, but we'll get there. Um, yeah. No, this yeah, this is like no. for the fight scenes I remember from Star Wars. This is definitely uh, top one or two the, the um, entrance to this scene it, the gravity of the situation is... uh no actually for me it was the fact that when you first see darth maul you notice that his lightsaber staff is a bit longer than the other ones the handle for it is oh, like the introduction of why? this this was and pretty and then all of a sudden he gets to that point where he's facing both obi-wan and qui-gon and he does that little twirl holds the lightsaber out and it psh- Oh my god! The introduction of the dual lightsabers. Good morning. Chef's kiss. Yeah. That's that's awesome. But the entrance to that scene is so good. So good. Yes, it is. And just the way the music rises up with it. Yep. Make the music the is perfect. The scene is here. perfect. The place that they're fighting, this thing, I'm like looking, I'm like, what the fuck? They're fighting in like some energy room and there's random doors that close and shit. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And I don't care. <laughs> because it, they could have put anything in there as the setting and I'd be fine. The well, fight is so good. We'll get there. We'll get to there. I just, that I wanted Heather to stop there because this is the part where we're getting to the. And I didn't you guys have a question about the um, joining of the Naboo and the Gungans? No, it made sense, but it was very much like, "Oh, you're gonna recognize us? We're in." That well, was his reasoning. I think they Queen Amidala. I think did. I just think oh, she like uh, she kneeled before him and was like, "We really need your help in this well, time." Well, that's that's. Her, I just wish it was like so. More... The Gungans are difficult to deal with, apparently, as you can see. That's and, the one yeah. thing too. If they're going to include the Gungans, it'd to... be nice to see more of how their yeah, relationship works. Living on the same planet, there's no real relationship talk between the Gungans and the fucking 
I don't know what they'd be called. Nabooians? Naboo. Just the Naboo, Naboo, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's no actual Naboo. talk about how their dynamic works at all in this I'm movie. So, I'm okay with that. I, I, I'd be, if they're going to introduce a scene where she begs for their help, I expect there to be some sort of backstory to that because now all she's doing is saying, we respect you, go run out into the line of fire. Who the fuck's going to accept that? Well, the idea behind that is once the Trade Federation is done with the Naboo resistance and such, or what's left of it, they're going to want control of the rest of the planet. So if you don't, if you're not going to help us out, you're going to wind up having to fight them by yourself. It, it would it'd be nice to see, like, because I'm assuming the Gungans are, like, the, uh, that's their home planet. And the Naboo settled there, is what I'm assuming. There could uh, be. So, if that's the case, then you could have, like, that old fucking back and forth, you took over part of our planet, whatever. Just, even if it's, like, very basic storyline, just something there so oh, that when I, she asks okay. for help, I, I get what there's you're a need. Yeah, I, 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 it's, yeah. Not, it's not necessarily needed, but... I find if you're gonna have a scene where she kneels down and asks, I think there should be some sort of backstory for why they weren't working together beforehand. I think they're trying to do. Well, they're kind of. I'm sorry, but you know, there kind of was when they first met up with the Gungans because they he, big boss man as Jar Jar called him, sat there and said that Nabooians always thought that they were better. And that was his general assumption. Which is why, like, her kneeling and being like, you're, we need you. We're not better than you. We are the same. We both live on this planet. Let's live in peace. Yeah. It's very, like... Let's fight for this planet together. It's very Disney. This was before Disney took over. I I know, but not, like, it's... Normally, world leaders would want more. I think the only way to get the Gungans to join you is to grovel. And that's exactly what she was talking about. Well, that's what she she understood. I mean, it makes sense in the story they're telling. But when they include, like, trade talks and things that are a bit more mature, I'd expect a bit more mature response there. I understand that. I understand that. It's fair. Yeah, this is a nitpick, really. It's Again, not... and, and, and I, I get you. I, this is why I would love to do a lore. There's a lot of stuff that the re- certain things that they do, they explain. But this is why, I like, if you have all that lore, as a person making this movie, you have to include the right shit. And I find too often they pick the top layer of several things instead of choosing a couple top layers and going deeper. Because it's just so there's, like, there's, there's no soul in the movie. Okay. I mean, like, you okay? Why did, they, uh, why did they bring Anakin with them? Why did they bring Anakin with them? Yeah, they were going to, like, a war zone. I can't, I, didn't, I don't know if I missed it or not. So... Well, part of it was Jedi Council had told Qui-Gon to keep Anakin close, to keep an eye on him, yes. and... Does That's just the idea. Like is... Six year old into the fucking war zone. Well, one well, he's nine. Get it right. Well, <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. He did say, "Get in this." Like he get goes, in this. Stay in the cockpit. Don't move. Don't move. But that's after they made it into the fucking building. <laughs> well, they did. They got there. They didn't have to confront it, anybody. 
what he what Qui-Gon initially told him was find someplace safe to hide. I know, but why even take him to that point? You know what I mean? Where are you no, going to take no, him? Nobody at the Jedi Council is... You really don't have anywhere else to take him, exactly. Well, I was not going to leave a nine-year-old... I'm sorry, I'm not going to take a nine-year-old into a war zone if I'm not in a war zone currently and know I'm heading to one. Well, nobody was going to be there to watch him. Whatever. He's fucking a pretty old kid. Nope. Like mentally. At the same time, he's nine, and he also has enough know how to pilot a ship, apparently, too. So I just uh, I can't. There's no argument, I think, for well, taking so a nine-year-old into a war zone. The piloting the ship thing came from when he was talking with the captain of Amidala's ship on their way back. Yeah. So he had yeah, training of that there. Yeah. I mean, there, so. there's justification for everything. Yeah. They should at least try to justify, and I think they did a pretty good job of these asking all and these questions. Another way you can justify it is it was the will of the force that he winds up there. So, I I get what you're again. I get what you're saying, but they try to explain these things. I think people just I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean depending on the movie that you're, you're sorry, the movie you're making. They just don't care. Like wrestling. <laughs> Sometimes just accept it for what it is. Well, and that's I pretty mean, much what that, happened. But Star Wars done did this with Luke Skywalker too. Now we'll get denied. to that. We'll get to that though. Yep. Go ahead. All right. Qui Gon and Obi Wan duel with Sith Lord with the Sith Lord amongst the catwalks of a massive power generating reactor core. Okay. Obi-Wan is briefly delayed separating him from Qui-Gon and Maul. Meanwhile, Queen Amidala and her forces fight their way into the palace and capture Newt Gunray, Viceroy of the Trade Federation. You don't have to keep telling us this, dude. Anakin, who inadvertently joined the dogfight in space, destroys the droid control ship's reactor with proton torpedoes, which deactivates the droid army in the midst of taking Gungan prisoners. In the reactor core, Qui-Gon re-engages Darth Maul single-handedly, but is mortally wounded. Obi-Wan catches up with the catches up with and defeats Maul in another intense lightsaber fight. With his final breath, Qui-Gon instructs Obi-Wan to train Anakin to become a Jedi. My favorite scene. Lightsaber scene ever in a Star Wars mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, it's easily one of the best scenes. It, it's the best scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, like, for moments, it's this one and the pod racing for this yes. movie that I that I walk away from being like, that. that those were good they shit. They do... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Read down basement. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. They do a really good job of with the lightsaber fights in Star Wars because they're very, again, central to the movie. So they take care in how they present them. I think that's why they became so fucking good. The scenes. Yep, I agree. Um, some of the scenes with... We'll get to the later ones. Could, yeah, those... Uh, starting to look a little clunky again. But... Yeah. Um, I would say they have done a really good job, especially in these three movies that we're talking about. They did a yes. really fantastic job on how to present what a 
lightsaber fight actually fucking looks like. Part of it, part of it was they, especially with this one, they were showing off the advances they had made in how to do Modern the lightsaber fights yeah. compared compared to how they were done in the original trilogy, especially in five and six. The, the one thing that frustrates me going forward is that when, when they realize how um, popular, like, Darth Maul was and how, like, his fighting style was popular, they lean really heavily in the flipping around stuff moving forward with a lot of the fights. I would have loved to see a bit more, like... I mean, I guess they do it to an extent. I would have loved to see a bit more, like, diversity in fighting styles. A lot of well, the Jedis fight the same. Now, there are there are some that fight different. Well, that actually gets into more lore. It's, there's, yeah. Where there are there's several different... There's seven forms. Thank you. There are seven different lightsaber forms. Which our neighbor teaches. He does. <laughs> he literally does. That doesn't... Sad thing is that doesn't surprise me. It's just, it's just kung fu people. That's all it is. Yeah, but but there are seven seven different forms of lightsaber if combat. If you want to know, and I'm not, I'm going to shout out these these sites, um, Connor Basement. You might know Dan Tim. You, I'm sure you know of these. Evan Nova, <laughs> Evan Nova, uh, ninety five. He does. I think he does a really good job on what those seven like. He does forty five minute videos. On what those seven forms are. You don't have to go and watch them. But if you're interested, those seven forms are introduced by him and his, like, there's like four or five of them that get together and do what we're doing right now. But they can't. Yeah. So, do you go yeah, check uh, out? Like, I mean, uh, from ahead. this one on, most of the fighting is a lot of flipping with the Jedis. I know that there's some that don't. Yoda is broken, but flips all over the place. And then you have, uh, what's his face? The um, Sauron from Lord of the Rings. The fuck is his oh, name? Oh, God, I can't remember his name. What? He's got the, the, the he's got a lightsaber with like a little curve at the end. Oh, Dooku. Yeah, Dooku. Yeah. He, he, he fights different. Which is good, but a lot of the well, other the guys. Well, the whole thing just... with Count Dooku, with the whole thing with Count Dooku, is because uh, Christopher, who plays him, was actually trained in traditional sword fighting. Yep, plus yeah. he got was that. like fucking eighty fucking years old when he made that fucking movie. Yeah, he made. I have a man in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> the skin over skeleton. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But they, the the fight scenes, the lightsaber scenes, and usually the end of they take they try to take real good care of the end of, end fight scenes. The, the, usually, the, yes, they do. I agree. I don't know if they did that in these last three, but in this this one, these first six, they absolutely killed it at the end scenes. Yeah. Now the the final 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 act of the movie, the, this this whole, one, the yeah the the centric story was the fight between them three. It wasn't the Queen Amidala getting to New Gunray. They did that quick. 
That yeah. The one the one thing I will go back to and how they captured him. This was that sappy shit I was talking about, where Queen Amidala comes running, or they're trapped in that uh, throne room, and then up comes the guard, the protector of Amidala, and she she says that cheesy fucking line. I can't fucking remember what the cheesy line was but she says that cheesy line that's the kind of cheesiness that I've seen in this movie yeah this movie is pretty heavy on the cheese what I think that they were trying to go for with the end of this movie was similar to cockfag no actually you know what that scene was it's surprise cockfag (laughs) what they I think they were trying to go for at the end of this movie was similar to the end of Return of the Jedi, where you have the three separate battles going on all at the same time. Yeah. End of this movie, you had three separate battles going on at the same time. You had the Duel of Fates, as it's now called. I can't pronounce that word. The what? You had the the space battle, and you had the capture of the Viceroy. Well, technically, there were four because you also had the yeah, Gungan army Gungan. taking on the droid army. Yeah, well, 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 the Gungans. They tried the uh, yeah. scenes, but you remember what they said that that was just a diversion. Yeah, I wonder if it would have been better if for them to like just instead of cutting away from the lightsaber fight, to just stick with it, make it uh, one long, big long scene. Yeah, instead of cutting away from it, and it could be argued for both. But I just felt like so, like the cutting away is like we went cutting to, away. Like, I, I can't remember if we were still looking at the. I can't remember if we were still looking at the Gungans at this Do point. Do you know what they were doing with that scene? It was it was it was George Lucas. We got two things going on at once. Let's keep cutting back and forth between. Why? Yeah. Why yeah. didn't they just do like some sort of split screen? Yeah, or just fucking let one scene go. <laughs> Keep the lightsaber scene for the end. It's like, well, they're happening at the same time. We have to show them in increments at the same time. No, you don't. Just God. No, you can show us the lightsaber scene. I'm okay with them cutting away to like one other thing, maybe, but like cutting to multiples. Like, yeah, there's levels of care that people have, and I know for most the Gungan scene, nobody cared for. The Anakin scene. Uh, the Gungan scene was almost. The Gungan scene was almost comic relief because you had Jar Jar falling all over his ass and the I entire think, uh, time and somehow surviving. The, the Jar Jar comic relief had run its course very early in this movie. It had. Every time you saw him, it's like, oh god, no. The good oh thing god, they let him be a general? Oh, you only see him very briefly in the next movie. Yeah, because they know. They do, they do. They realize it's right after the First one. So, yeah. I mean, I don't like the, the outside of the lightsaber scene being great. The rest is okay. I kind of hate Anakin Skywalker. It's just like lux into everything. It's the Force guiding him. Hmm. Like okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Look, see, he, he flies out right of the here. after he blows up the AI ship, and he's yippee or whatever the fuck he does. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, that Yahoo! was kind of fucking annoying. <laughs> Again, the that cheesiness. Like, geez, the kid yeah, will do that. Go ahead, Heather. I'm sorry. 
And finally, in closing, we have, in the aftermath, the newly elected Supreme Chancellor Palpatine congratulates Queen Amidala on her victory and promises to watch Anakin's career with a great interest. (coughs) Meanwhile, the Jedi Council promotes Obi-Wan to the level of Jedi Knight, and Yoda reluctantly accepts Obi-Wan's request to train Anakin as his Padawan. During Qui-Gon's funeral, Mace Windu and Yoda agree that the person who killed Qui-Gon must have been a Sith, but as the Sith are known to only to have only a master and an apprentice, they are unsure which was killed. A large celebration is held on Naboo to celebrate the world's liberation and the newborn alliance between the Naboo and the Gungans. Another reason why the Jedi is shit, too. They don't even fucking help. They're like, we're pretty sure you're going to encounter a Sith over there. We have, we've got rumblings, uh, so we're not going to help. We're just gonna stay here. <laughs> you go, go there by yourself. Watch your master <clears throat> die. Come back, and don't talk to me. I again, lore. I do like that they went with always two. There are a Sith and apprentice, a master yes, and an apprentice. I, I love that because that is the one law. And again, lore. Maybe I'll do something for the lore. Uh, but I'm game. Darth Bane is a big creator of that rule of two. There will only be yep. two Sith, a master and an apprentice. And Darth Bane was revealed in Clone Wars, so he is actually a thing. In fact, he is also part of... They're coming out with a movie that precedes all of this and that is going to fall into that time frame yeah him i think and it's going to be him and possibly darth revan or revan whichever one you want to call him so on and so forth but this scene just tells you where they're going with this movie the one shot, and this is where I'm like, yep, that motherfucker is going to fucking... He's the one. Because they kept... The, at the last scene that you see there, when when Samuel Jackson says, but which one was it? And then they pan right to Ian McDermott at the end, and they show his outline. You know that motherfucker is the one that turns. And Yep. Right then and there. Yep. And then you're along for the fucking ride of, of Darth Sidious. Uh-huh. I was hooked. Because and I then wanted that to all... know I wanted to know how Darth became who he was. That's and then what that I got all... that's what I got from the ending the ending of that movie. What I got from the ending myself was so once it you get the you basically are told Senator Palpatine is the guy is the guy who becomes Emperor Palpatine and is Darth Sidious that puts into perspective everything he's been doing the entire movie slowly pushing out the sitting Chancellor and getting himself basically elected as Chancellor that shows you just how far ahead he's thinking and he's planning in comparison to the Jedi. 
Palpatine, Palpatine knows what he's doing. Yes. He knows where this is leading to. Now, does he yep. see beyond that? I don't know. They never went into... Maybe they... No, I remember my boards. Really they tried Africa. to, they tried to, but it was fucking bullshit. But anyway, it, it was. And when we get to it, I'll, I'll explain it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it, this tells you where this is going. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. I liked it. Because as, as a Star Wars fan, I already knew. I already knew what was going to happen. But I wanted to know how, what it would look like on a TV screen. I think they did a pretty good job with this scene. That's just me personally. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Yeah, the, it also the felt... movie wasn't bad. I mean, it tied everything up. Like, the, the ending of the movie in general isn't so bad. Right. The, for the most part... They tie up what they're trying to, what they're the story they're telling. That's like this is a very difficult movie to make because it's the prequel to a trilogy that was uber successful, and it's also a trilogy itself. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to start with not not like the highest stakes. This has to be introduction to things. Oh, there goes Connor. There goes Connor. Has to be your introduction to things. So like. They have to lay the groundwork for the rest of what they're going to show, yet still be interesting enough to watch. It's it's a difficult, especially with the the storyline they're telling, it's a difficult movie to make and have it be as successful or not successful, just inter interesting throughout. Uh, but the ending is uh, for me. The they ended on a high note. It did. It did. Yeah. I. I am a. I love the story of this, of what, of, of Star Wars. I love this story. There's just something about it. Now, usually I will just be like, yeah, right. Somebody's going to fuck it. But I can, it's, I can buy into the fact like Marvel. I'm like, yeah, come on, man. He, the motherfucker got body slammed from fucking 75,000 feet in the air. I get it. This to me is different. Because they're from another world. I get the whole whatever. Which is why I've kind of laid off the Marvel movies a little bit on. But I can say that Star Wars, like I said, it was my childhood. This movie, I was like 4, 5, and 6 were fantastic. I just wanted to see more Star Wars. Oh, that's when this came out, and I seen it, and when first time I seen it, I'm like, I was blown away. that They outdid themselves as a Star Wars movie. That's just me, though. I do the find, second, like, the, the, go ahead. Thing, for, thing for me when it comes to Star, like, not Star Wars, just movie in general. Like, I, I prefer, and when I was younger it was different, but as I've grown older, I prefer, like, characters with moral ambiguity a bit more like depth to them mm -hmm. i know that's not what i'm gonna get from watching marvel or star wars it's not, those are not what that's not what the movies are made for no. so going in and knowing it's like good and evil battling essentially mm -hmm. uh, 
it's uh, this one I find it. This is probably going to be the hardest one I give a rating to of, of any of them because I think it's one of the hardest movies that they tried to make, and I think there's several missteps, but I think there's a lot of gold there too. And that's almost like every Star Wars film I watch. It's like didn't like this. Well, I absolutely love this. Didn't like this. <laughs> right. It's such a mixed bag of things. Uh, but yeah, on a rewatch, I don't know. It's uh, well, this I've seen this movie now like five times. I think. I've seen it. Long. I've seen it probably. Fuck, I don't know. I was gonna say, don't try and count it. It's been it's been a while since I watched it. T- today was the first time in probably like three years. But I can tell you, I probably watched it a million times. No, not a million. There's no fucking way. But mm. I've watched it like a shit ton. Yeah, I've seen all the of one them thing, a shit ton. The last the one thing that so this much, movie does. Go ahead. The one thing that this movie does is, it's separated from the first trilogy, yet it feels Star Wars. Like there's no like it, they didn't fuck up in trying to like yes. make something and never really accomplished it. It definitely feels like it's in the same world. It feels like the other movies. There's a lot of things that they like brought into this one that I think people looked at and felt like, oh, this is weird or dated. But it's like, no, it's just paying homage to its predecessors. It's successfully they successfully made another Star Wars movie where when we get to the <clears throat> final three, they still most of them still feel like Star Wars. Let's just say that. Yes. But not all of them. Yeah. Yes. But you've seen people like remake something or do a sequel after so many years, and it's like, this does not remind me of the original movie at all. They bastardized it. <laughs> they did not do that with this. No. This is definitely a Star Wars movie. They did. Like, I've heard all of the stories. Like, the story that they followed in this one, we already knew about it. I mean, they pretty much took everything. Like, The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. They were never going to change those. I've heard stories about them, you know, or read stories on them over years. For years. This was the what they were going to go with. Where they've gone yeah. with it now. They're trying to, every now and then, put in some expanded universe shit. Um, it's not shit, because the shit that they're adding is really good. You've seen that with the Ahsoka They're they're doing a lot of fan service when it comes to Star Wars. If you know the lore. Like Thrawn. uh, Oh, yeah. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Um, The Ahsoka and Thrawn stuff is major fan service. It's major fan service, and that's what people clamor for. And so you're I just wonder if they've gone too far down servicing their own fans instead of trying to get... But the stuff that they use in the expanded universe would bring in new fans. It really it'll bring in new fans, and it will also bring in lapsed fans too. People left. So the story that they they should have gone with, and I'll I'll, for sure on these last three, I'm telling you where they could have should have gone with it is we're in agreement on this, Jason. And Jaina Solo being the reason why seven, eight, and nine happened. That's what I was hoping for. I've said for, that for over me, and over and over again. 
The one thing would you have I've... included uh, Anakin Solo too? Absolutely, absolutely. That okay. whole storyline is the reason why it. It honestly. I, I was just wondering if you would have included them too. Oh, yeah, course. because all of them, Ben Skywalker. Too. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Anyway, but anyway, we'll get into that. We'll do a lore. Yeah. Thing. Oh, we'll get into that. That one will be probably a topic when we get to the li- the newest trilogy. Yeah. Anyway, what were you but saying? Basement. Go ahead, basement. Uh, the one thing I really feel with Star Wars uh, as a whole is it's this grand epic fucking galaxy spanning story that feels like it only takes place in a bedroom. <laughs> like everything is so closely related in Star Wars mm-hmm. that it doesn't, it loses its scale. That's like, oh, well, here's R2-D2. He was around for everything. And he's in everybody's storyline. And there's a th- But th- it's not just R2-D2. There's a through line. Every character in a galaxy span. And it's like they look up at the stars in this movie. It's like, I want to be the first one to visit all of them. <laughs> so do I because we've only seen like four of them. And we <laughs> and we have to live within this small storyline. It's too, It's the opportunity to make it so much bigger is there that the, the scope is so small. And that, I think, is what really hurt them in the new ones. Not They're unwilling to get bigger. They just they have the sandbox that they can never expand it. This is the sandbox we're going to play in. Well, the new ones, they did go bigger because they went to Jakku. And they, went, they went places that... They've added new worlds. Yeah, they went to it's worlds not just, that were... I'm not yeah. like just traveling, like storyline-wise. you got to well, get... You, you, Bigger I know scope. you don't like the Skywalker storyline. It's old. I do like the Skywalker storyline, but I also feel like you can only beat a horse so much. Like that storyline is done. Move on, please, well, Lord. This is why I would not have. I would have kept that story going, but I would have told it the way the expanded universe did it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Because there's more storyline there, and it gets oh, better. there is so it much gets more. Better, believe it or not, with the, the Skywalker. The, the, like, like that's that's basically the complaint I'm looking at is, if it's there, please God, just use it. I I, I 100% like, fucking agree with you. I could I honestly and I not agree. The reasoning why they didn't use is my guess for the reason why they didn't use the expanded storyline universe is because they didn't want to pay the rights. Disney yeah. didn't want to pay for the rights for it. So so what they George did is Lucas they basically disavowed that rights. it doesn't... Like, they got rid of it. Because most of that is, like, I think a lot of, like, fan-made stuff or people that are... No, it's a lot of oh, authors. This is actual books, man. So getting all those fucking... Paying all those people, you know what they'd rather do? Not pay any of them and just steal from individuals own. for little parts of what they've wrote. But never steal the entire story. Okay. He's being scummy. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, as for this movie... Yes. Uh, Final thoughts and rating. 85 out of 10. I'm kidding. Go That's ahead. pretty high. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want to go first. I feel like Tim, as soon as I Tim. go, everybody's going to be like, 10, 9, no, 7, no, 8. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, where I live no, with this I'm movie... Not even, I'm a Star Wars nerd, and I'm not even that. Uh, yeah. It's, for me, it's... Somewhere between a six and a six and a half. Probably six and a half. I'm right there I with you. I can disagree with you. Well, the, the reason it's a six and a half is because it's Star Wars. 
if it wasn't Star Wars, it'd be lower than that. But like the the the, the big problems with this movie, Jar Jar Binks, and some <laughs> of the acting scenes, and some of the way the movie just sh- it's shot so blandly. Yeah, it's I mean... it's there's no the cinematography is boring as shit. Let's just say that. Like the the movie, the score is amazing. Visually, yeah. they leaned really heavy on CGI, and some of the environments because exactly. of that look so empty. Like the the Gungan fucking pods under the water, they, they were all empty. What do they just live in empty space? They don't have any like fucking place to make food or anything. It was just like empty bubbles. No, it's their it's their homes. No, their I know what he's saying. Work, yeah. I get I get what he's. Saying. Uh, it's just that the world doesn't feel lived in. They have That's... a big battle, Gungans versus cyborg. They're not cyborgs. Fucking robots Drinks. on the window screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> with P- with PS2 versions of the fucking tanks. Yeah, because you gotta remember, this shit was made in 1999. Yeah, I know, but there's like... So. Star Wars, the original, looked more lived in than this movie. This movie, they relied so heavily on green screen. And oh, like, no, no, you're right, you're right. The, the images that they used were like photos of like a fantasy book. But not what a city would actually look like. <laughs> like you got a lot of people living there. There's gonna be some felt, some something. Like do something with it. This is where the Mandalorian really shined in the first season. Mandalorian and Obi Wan, I believe. I Obi-Wan can agree with that. They they're trying with that. What they're trying to be better. I get what you're saying. Like but any any setting, to... like you have to make it look like people lived there. It just looks. And it hurts the movie because it makes it feel so fake. That combined with the words not matching people's mouths, I was like, well, this is pretty bad, man. So if you want to know a little piece of, and just that, just a, inter, hate to interrupt, but there's Ray Park plays a good guy in this movie, as well as Darth Maul. He's one of the troopers running in, when, they, when they get into the castle. He's one of the. He's, he's one, one of Amidala's soldiers. Dave Filoni is also in that scene. He is one of the... Um, did you recognize Queen, Queen Amidala's ship captain, too? I did not. He's been in other Star Wars movies as I'm a sh- captain. I'm sure he has. I'm sure mm-hmm. he has. But So there's a lot of callbacks in this movie, too. But wait a minute. What? Go ahead. Oh, do- wait. Captain Antilles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I thought that was him. Yeah. So so anyway, they they do a pretty good job of some stuff, but there's some things. I like for they, nostalgia, yeah. they hit it really well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they also for like anybody looking for like Easter eggs or looking for continuity, they almost go overboard with it, which is I guess the audience they're looking for. Yep. But um, I didn't love the storyline. Of this movie. I love parts of the storyline. But all the parts of the storyline I liked were the parts that were related to what I already know happens. Everything else was like, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, can, I can understand what you're saying. I don't disagree with it. I will give this, and I will give it a seven. But I won't go any higher than that. So a six and a half, seven is where I'm at with this movie. Only because... What Baseman says is honestly true. The CGI is too CGI. 
They they the acting is a plus for me as far as who they got. Liam I feel Neeson, like the people that are Liam good Neeson are good. did a fantastic the rest is job. Not good. Ewan McGregor, fucking. If there was a person, like okay, like, so hold, hold on, Ewan McGregor in this movie. He is like a non-entity almost. He's I a great understand cast, that, but... but this is an introduction to him. The second and third one, he is like, like he's a he, main. He, uh, this one, he's a supporting character more. Second and third, he is the main character. He, he is the perfect casting, in my opinion, for yes. Obi Wan Kenobi. It's just the this movie. There's so much like flat delivery. From everybody, I that. it's like the the Jedi's. I get it, but then you have fucking Queen Amidala is like stone faced in everything she says. It's just the only person who has inflection in their voice is fucking Jar Jar Binks, and I wanted to shoot him with a fucking sniper rifle. <laughs> and I understand that. I agree. And, and then, these and are, then you these have the, the kid and his mom, which were bad. These are these are some of the things I do agree with you on. And I will say yes, but I I think it there's more positives than just those negatives for me. The nostalgia, the callbacks, the music. Liam Neeson, uh, Mew and McGregor, really you can't shit on the boy. Ian McDermott being there, I mean, they did they did I think they did pretty good. That's where I am with the movie. It was more. I knew this. I know the story, so I knew what it was going to happen going in. I was excited to see Darth Maul, and you know him being put to paper, on picture. I was looking forward to that, for me. So that's where I am. Was seven, six and a half, seven. Tim. I'm like everyone else. I'm at six and a half, seven. For. For what it was built as, it was built as a prequel. And it needed to show off the birth of how Anakin would eventually become Darth Vader. Correct. And it did that. Certain parts of it were just, why is this here? Or why are they... There was some dull moments There doesn't need to be this... There doesn't need to be all this stuff here. Yeah. But the pod race was a high point, and the final lightsaber battle was the other high point in the entire movie. What they care about most was really good in this movie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, they they did what they had to do with the movie. Yes. They started another trilogy with this movie. What I like most, they did in this movie. That's all I care about. The one complaint I'll have... Well, I'll talk about the other complaints. I know. (laughs) The the beginning of this movie, like, I was just looking... Like, if you compare this movie to its predecessor, the, Mm -hmm. uh, like, episode four or three, whatever it is, uh, that movie is so much better made than this movie <laughs> that's the comparison because that was the start of the trilogy and this is the start of this trilogy yeah i would say that one is far superior to the other um 
but it's weird because I could see people, and this is mostly nostalgia based. I think I could see people giving this fucking an eight and a ten, Mm-mm. especially now because people are looking at these movies a lot more in like the limelight, and then you watch them and it's like no, 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 no. Just because the last three were greatest, so these are Wars, not great. When I watch Star Wars, I watch for the story, not the. Not the acting. I, I, I gotta wa- I gotta watch it for graphic. everything, as like what goes into making a movie. Otherwise, just read the books. But I just want the story. Dude, loved. I I mean, but again, I, I love get, the books. I, no, I do get what you're saying. I'm just saying that's why I do what I do. That's why. I yeah, I have, to, I have to still read it overall. Like you got to look at how what what art form goes into movie making and how they either hit it right or don't hit it at all. Yep. And like like I said, with the music, it's all there. Soundtrack is great. Sound design is great. Uh, set design is pretty shit. We get all green screen. Like and it, the it, funny, the other funny part was they had to keep doing the lightsaber battles with you, you and McGregor over because he kept doing the lightsaber yeah, he sound. Yeah, kept making the noises. <laughs> and wow. also, also. Um, I forget if it's the second or third one, but as they were doing the shoots and they were using the stage lightsabers, he ended up bending the rod that they had to show. Oh, I remember. I can't remember which one that was. <laughs> that that shit you can all see on Disney Plus, I think. Yes, there's... Um, so, Heather, go ahead. Thank you. My rating is more along... The lines with basement at six and a half because you're just a mean person. How about you just shut up and let me fucking talk? Chloroform. It comes down to that there were. It's not really so much the movie itself. It's more the actual production of the movie. Having watched it. For the tenth time now, I can practically quote this movie. But again, it's the voice dubbing over that oh, in the that. remastering did ended up not lining up, and for them to not catch that, kind of it's so fucked. Because I was like, "There's got to be something wrong." And looking it up while I'm watching the movie, <laughs> and you mentioned that it was fucked up. I was like, "Oh my god! Thank God I'm not fucking insane." No, you're not. I mean, there was. A, you could tell that the, the voice dubbing was going on pretty quickly in the movie because of the fucking, just the clarity of their voices in certain things. She's like, yeah, there's no way they're going to be on a set like that and not have some sort of an echo. <laughs> but I feel like it was like retroactive. Like they yes. shot the movie and they're like, oh my God, we got to voice dub this because if you knew you were going to get voiced up, you'd probably be pretty phonetic. Like, you'd speak mm-hmm. clearly so people could see your mouth, and then you'd be able to copy it. Because half the time, you look at fucking any of the people in this movie, and they're just like, mouth is hardly moving. Like, they're talking normal. And yes. the <laughs> words do not make sense. It's not that bad, but it's glaring at times. And for such a, like, a protected property to allow that to happen, yeah. Yeah, because it's not like they, it's not like the Marvel Studios where they just rushed this shit out. They take their time with getting things done and done mm-hmm. the right way. Well, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. I have to go back and watch because I don't notice that shit. I really don't. I don't notice it either. No. 
it's it's not that noticeable. It was like at times I was like, is it happening? <laughs> is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden the slow? fucking victory lap of Anakin going. <laughs> hey. that, oh, okay. Nothing, okay. and then all of a sudden there's a yeah. So I do yeah. know he's not even on screen anymore. They, when I did, now I know what you're talking about. Him doing that shit. Now I know what you're talking about. Yes, I can see that shit kind of needed to be fixed. So yeah, that's fucked up. That's something mm-hmm. that they need to fix. And plus, just before that scene where they're fucking in the ventilation system and they jump down, it's literally just a brown and white blur. <laughs> that was, that was, yeah. I was like looking at, is this claymation? Yeah. Oh, so, some of the like, some of the cutaway and they come back and they're just falling from the ceiling. It's <laughs> like so many, the, the shot in the beginning where it's like they cut away and they come back and I think it's uh, fucking Ewan McGregor <laughs> falling from the ceiling. Like what? He just walked out of a door. Where is he coming from? And I, then I was like, okay, he did some sort of fucking like backflip so he could slowly stab a fucking drone. <laughs> right? But they, they, those glaring issues in the movie itself just kind of dropped it down for me. And then, of course, the plot holes that were there that nobody really has an answer for. Like what plot holes? Anakin being brought yeah, into the war zone, sense. fucking... Okay, those kind of things? Yes. I mean, they can explain it, but nobody's going to buy it. Well, you aren't going to buy it. But the, the movie made a very conscious decision to be like, we're not going to get too in-depth on anything. Yeah. <laughs> so so don't look into it. In this movie, they don't. In this movie, they don't for sure. No. But for, for those reasons, I met a six and a half, and Connor had to jump off because his youngling is... Dealing with a very bad cold, so she woke up. But we will get his final thoughts and rating next week before we jump into Attack of the Clones. I got a question for you guys for this movie. Do you think it successfully brought in fans to Star Wars? Yes. It did? Yes. Because if you remember during this time when they started coming out with this trilogy but do, do you think do that's you, like based yeah. on the fan base that watched star wars originally no. having kids do you want to know why because everyone when this movie came out everybody wanted to be darth maul for halloween next year yeah well my question too is not what do you think the driving force for watching this like was it parents really like the original taking their kids no uh, because there were there were even brand new adults coming into this with this movie yeah there there was my my do brother, you think the movie as a whole succeeded in like making star wars is it i guess my brother and now? i grew up in this my my oldest page my oldest niece her dad and i were introduced to this and we were both blown away as kids <laughs> He ha- he has nothing to do with it now. Like he don't care. He watched the first three. I like guess a lot of people. So, like, a lot of people a, just page, drop off. My niece, she's she went to the episode seven and fell in love. She goes, I need to watch the other movies. I'm like, okay, here you go. Mm-hmm. So it did. It, I could it, see. I could actually see episode seven doing it more than this movie. To be honest, I think. But I I can ask Paige that question, 
And I can honestly, well, I, can, I can, I can honestly tell you, yes, she got she, into this because of you. Yeah, but once she got in there, she yeah. But if you it. never showed her the, if you never showed her, right? Episode seven, if you never, never showed her, but others. that's my point. I, I would say if somebody didn't watch any of the Star Wars and younger and picked up this movie. I don't know. I'm, I'm Back in on... 1999, it did because it, it created oh, a whole it, new it, resurgence. I'm, I'm leaning like I'm leaning towards like a 50-50 of people that didn't have any idea of what Star Wars was. Watch this movie. Yes, but sure. you're also Either thinking liked it, it or left it. You're also thinking in terms of audiences today. Back in 1999, this shit was astronomically brand new techniques and all of that. So, so I don't know, man. Jurassic Park came out in '94. That was more look, practical was than CGI, though. Yeah, but the CGI is pretty much on par with what this movie is. But I... part of it also was we had all been trained, like, oh, like, prior to this one, I keep going back to the Darth Maul, we have all been basically trained that lightsabers are single blade. Darth Maul pulls out the double-bladed lightsaber, and we're like, holy shit. Yeah. So it, they, it's true, but there's a lot of movie to get through to get to that point. Agreed. I, mean, yeah, I, 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 I just don't know. But that's if you compared all things, the trilogies, is again, this the weakest first movie? I agree. I think you, I but, think it is. But again, I will say that. That being said, they didn't want to reveal everything all at once early in the movie. No, the, the, I, I, the, I get that. The, it's double just, it's just... the double lightsaber being revealed. That was the, the just... story. As a, as, a, as a kid, I'm like, when, where are the double lightsabers at? And I was like 10 at the time. I was 27 when this movie came out. And I'm going to say right now, the biggest competition this movie probably had, looking at what was released this and the same time. American Pie. The Matrix. Oh, yeah. And it didn't do as well. Here's 1999. The only other movies that were released were The Mummy, Sleepy Hollow with Christina Ricci and Johnny Depp, Mystery Men, Beyond the Mat, The World is Not Enough, Bicentennial Man, Deep Blue Sea, The Matrix, Austin Powers, and The Spy Who Shagged Me. Every movie except for Bicentennial Man, I actually think I enjoy more than this movie. Varsity Blues, Superstar, Galaxy Quest, (laughs) American Pie, I think the 90s had a lot of good movies. For the Love of the Game, I... The Blair Witch Project, Fight Club, Arnold Schwarzenegger's End We don't talk about Fight Club. I feel like the, the 90s had a lot of good movies, which is why I think this might have been judged harsher at the time. Big Daddy. Uh, Big Daddy, um, And I think people look at it a little bit better nowadays. But when you compare the three, trilogy, tril- three trilogies, mm-hmm. this is the weakest first entrance. In my I, mind. I don't disagree I, with you. I honestly yeah. don't disagree with you. But again, um, I gave it a 6.5, maybe a 6, but it's not a terrible movie. No. They, the parts of it are terrible, but yes. it has 
the Star Wars branding, and it succeeds in selling that branding. So I mean, not to yeah. mention, not to mention the fact that during 1999, and I'm just saying, just the year of 1999, the only other sci-fi movies that Star Wars had to contend with were The Matrix and Universal Soldier and Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest was fun. Matrix was a juggernaut. It wasn't but... as big a juggernaut as, as Star Wars, though. No, but... I think overall, it is. The, it, the, the, the brand it created is bigger than a prequel to a brand already existing, in my mind. Matrix spawned its own fucking... That thing. it did. It did. And a bunch of video games and a bunch of fucking references... I don't know. It's uh, man, it was a and, and it's a better movie than this. Matrix. Yeah, no, but, no, no. Uh, and I will agree that this. Well, is... Well, like one, I said, sorry. This is one of the weakest entrance trilogy movies. Yes. This I is the one of the weakest. I think this trilogy of the three trilogies. Yeah, I agree with that. I think we all agree with this being the worst of the starts for the trilogies. The starts, but it's not the worst movie. I'll tell you that. Right no, now. it's not the worst movie. Um, for sure, there's things to come. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. it's a, it was enjoyable enough. I, I was able to yep. get through it for the if I've seen the movie five times, it can't be terrible. Correct. Or I just say to Maskus. I mean, that's why I said also that its biggest competition at that time was The Matrix. I mean, this movie still pulled in $924.3 million worldwide in 1999. Mm -hmm. And that's That's more the name. That's a massive success. That's more the name than the movie, though, I I will say. I can agree with that, but it still came close to a billion every time that it debuted a movie. You know what it didn't do? It didn't turn fans away. So that's a win. That it did. It might have given, yeah. brought it in a few. The fans and brought in more. I will say those fans, there were some fans out there that did not like it. But I think I, I think it was universally somewhat disliked when it came out. It did. It I remember was like oh, I yeah, remember the, being the, kind the, of like all three movies, on it. All three mo- all three prequel movies were absolutely Episode shit on episode three was not yeah episode three was acclaimed critically acclaimed Uh, i think this movie i was like when i first watched it i was like yeah it was it didn't really do too much for me on a rewatch later on i'm like this is better than i thought i I went like through a fucking motion of being like five out of (laughs) ten seven out of ten and now i'm probably at six i mean i think i think six or six point five is the right number for this movie though no, and I, this one actually at box office earnings blew the Matrix out of the water. It did, but that that's neither here nor there. My my point is that Star Wars still had has some oomph behind it. It will oh, always yeah. have oomph behind it. it. They need a course correction on the major level, like that's uh, movie what level. On. That's that's what on. they need that's because it's uh... the whole problem is is they need to boot out Kathleen Kennedy, and just let Dave. Dave Filoni and John Favreau take over? No, not even John Favreau, just Dave Filoni. I don't give a fuck about John Favreau. Anyway, because mm-hmm. John Favreau will do whatever fucking Dave Filoni says. If he doesn't... Pretty much, yeah. Well, without Favreau, we wouldn't have the Mandalorian. 
without True. fucking Dave Filoni, you wouldn't have fucking. It's it's so weird because I went from like pretty huge Star Wars fan, and I stayed a Star Wars fan when Seven came out. I'm like, yeah, they're doing pretty good. It's they it's the same movie, but it's mm. enjoyable. If and it's you, now. If then you, I fell off massive. If, if I watched look, some of the shows and I got back on board, and then the shows started to turn a little bit for me, and I was like, uh, I think I'm if out you, of the shows now too. If you look at Star Wars now, Dave Filoni's name is all over everything when it comes to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if Ewan McGregor is fucking executive producer of Obi Wan. He's his name is in there. Well, I just, hope they Ken, just like continue. Kathleen, every time Kathleen Kennedy's name shows up, his name shows up. I just want them to release some really good shit. They're getting there. They, I, yeah. I feel, I feel they did so with Andor, Ahsoka, and Obi Wan. In Andor my opinion, didn't whatever. I I felt like I the Mandalorian Andor. was the bench best of the bunch. I haven't seen the last uh, season of it. Um, Andor, I'm looking forward to watching. I hope I enjoy it. Uh, the uh, what was that? The fucking Boba Fett. I didn't watch that either. Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't watch that. It's a, like I, I just feel like I need you the connective gotta tissue. Watch that. You kind of got to watch that in between. Are you gonna? Have you watched? What season are they on in the Mandalorian? They're Three. Going? They're going into four. Yeah, I, I just haven't seen the last. Season. So you season have to two. watch. If you watched episode or season two, I might yet? Be, I did. I've watched season all two of, of uh, Mandalorian leads into. Uh, I know that. So have you watched season two yet? I have watched season have two. Have you watched so season I, three? And we talked about like uh, the Ahsoka is involved, and we talked at length about where they're going to go with the Ahsoka storyline. I'm not and even I need to watch fucking Clone Wars or whatever. I'm talking about Boba Fett. Did you watch episode or season three? If you watched Mandalorian, you mean? Maybe I don't know how far well, I've watched that. Watch Boba Fett first. Yeah. yeah, I watched that with my niece and nephew on vacation Watch one week. first. I'm just telling you. Make I just sense. don't find a huge attraction to the things they're showing. I, you have to stick with it because eventually it ties into The Mandalorian. Season 3. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because it's like Star Wars, like the main path fell apart. And all the side fucking stories, side paths are somewhat okay or decent. But I feel like I still need that main fucking storyline. You need something holding it together. Uh, doing all these offshoot shows, it's like, okay, but what the fuck's the point? I already know what happens the with the, most of these storylines. <laughs> well, Andor is neither here nor there. Uh, no, Andor is the start of Rogue One. You'll see. Yeah, but that's what and I, I already know. Part of the rebellion, basically. I already know what happens, so it's not really. I'm not. I don't care. <laughs> There's nothing for me to look forward to, is what I'm saying for Star Wars. That's what's killing me. I need a clear vision of where they want to go on like the main level, not just these offshoot. Do you remember what happened in the ten seconds between Episode One and Two? We're gonna show you over ten hours. Basement. As you watch them, each and every one of them is tying up loose ends. From the movies, problem is I yeah. don't I don't care about the loose ends for the movies because the movies there's a million loose ends. The movies. Well, that's why they're um, doing a million different series. I, I, I I'm all, that, I'm here yeah. for it though, but I'm here to see where it goes. 
I, th- yep. I think I'm like, I know a lot of Star Wars, and I've played a lot of Star Wars games. I've watched all the movies. I've watched most of everything. I still want to play But I don't know if I consider myself, like, a super fan of Star Wars. I'm a fan, but... And you don't have to see yourself as a super fan. No. Yeah, it's just like I... I, I am. I, I am. I am a I've super fan. I've kind of turned away from been... it in the last five to ten years because it disappointed me. Right. Uh, I like, uh, I, I am not. I'm not invested enough to spend fucking ten hours watching something that I have no desire in. Okay. But that's why we're gonna do it for the roundtable. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but this, see, this is spacing it out over just once a week. Yeah. So and it, I mean, it makes it more digestible. <laughs> I'm also hoping that like us continuing the story for Star Wars is kind of like it'll bring me back to the way I used to think of the franchise. Right. Mm-hmm. All eleven movies of them. All to one trillion different things we could watch. Yeah, well, well there's eleven pee. movies and then a lot of shows. Yes. Yeah. But I have to pee, so we're gonna end it here. Tomorrow we will be back with no bucks given. So please come check us out. You're never gonna know what we're gonna do unless you subscribe and hit that notification bell. So do so now. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what the next week brings for us through the whole, through the whole week. as far as, uh, Wednesday and Thursday go, uh, and HGM, HGGM mode on Friday. And then we'll be back here again next week with Attack of the Clones. Have a good night, folks, and we'll see you soon. May the force be with you.